the SS Dido um, was the first. It was a, um... <laughs> the SS Dido. <laughs> Please don't call. I'm shipping things. <laughs> Got stuck in the Suez Canal. <laughs> Welcome back to the Trilateral Troika. This is Steve, along with the other Steve. Ahoy, ahoy. And Ryan. Oh, God, it sounds so delicious. I can't wait. Sounding what better is on it? Steve's new mic. <laughs> I was trying to get him to talk. He just kind of just ease into being like, God, that thing sounds sexy. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, for the benefit of your listening experience and so that you can get a little bit more information out of this podcast more clearly steve kindly upgraded his mic to the blue double blue yeti which is interesting because i think the topic for this show was supposed to originally be bigfoot which is similar (laughs) to the yeti yes i I would have talked about the yeti as well um but um i I did get this thanks to those spendocrats in uh washington the biden bucks Sending everybody uh, money, um, but but today we're going to be talking about the Suez Canal. I, I thought it was topical. We can we can talk about this this famous canal and all the crises that that developed around it. And um, other than you know a, a ship losing its steering and then ramming itself into the shore and them not being able to get it out. Oh, are you talking about the Costa Concordia? No. Oh, never mind. Because it did the same thing. <laughs> it ran aground, sorry. This one's so much better, though, because I forget the name of it. I'm sure we're, we'll get that name here shortly, but... It's, it's the it's the Ever ever Given. That's at the Ever Given, So right? why do and they have it, Evergreen written on the side? Well, it says Evergreen on the side because that's the name of the shipping company. It's a Taiwanese uh, shipping company. Okay, okay, okay. That sounds like a word that a Taiwanese marketing team would pick up to... Make it so, no, 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 no. Listen, listen, listen. If the Taiwanese marketing team was going to pick up a word, they would pick up the word Dookie, which is also one of Green Day's best albums. Hot take. <laughs> Dookie was the best album they had. There was it's no yeah. I've heard people that Every say other Nimrod fucking, is better. American Idiot's okay, but it's no, just I've heard serviceable. People say Nimrod is better, so that's why. Nah, yeah, whoever says Nimrod's better doesn't understand Green Day. Dookie was like. Dookie was a Weezer Blue album level music album. You could Ooh. listen from song one all the way to fuck off and die at the end and you could listen all the way through and not be upset at any of the songs you heard just like the the blue album from weezer unless you don't like that type of music yeah you could listen to every weezer song on that album was good right dookie was like that except for punk kids who didn't want to break the law right <laughs> <Fair>. <laughs> just, just punk kids <laughs> punk kids who wanted to be like punk and like the movie angus you know oh god <laughs> All I can thank the Suez Canal for is every time someone says Suez Canal, I think of the Flogging Molly song, Every Dog Has His Day. It's a great Excellent. track. Yeah. yeah. I drank with the Sultan down the Suez Canal. Well, the, uh, the, the, back to the, the ship, that, the reason why it's called it, the Ever Given is because all the ships that are owned by the shipping company have Ever in the name. Uh, like, if you look up the names of all their ships, it's like Ever, 
ever something. Mm-hmm. Is there an ever chosen? I don't. Is there an ever quest? Is there an ever quest? <laughs> Fuck. Is there an ever quest? <laughs> I'm not a fucking nerd. <laughs> yes, there is. I'm a shipping nerd, and there's an ever quest. It's been around since the game. <laughs> Amazing. But I'm the old enough uh, that I have personal friends who met and got married on EverQuest. I was going to say you uh, you, you met your wife on Final Fantasy XI. That is correct. But EverQuest, man, EverQuest. <laughs> EverQuest you know, was uh, out like only actually it was only out like a handful of years before eleven. After that, uh, that dragon, you know, they they those griefers, you know, got out of that well and it. It killed all those people, you know. After they survived that, they just decided, you know, they need to tie the knot. <laughs> uh. they, there was a there was a famous event for all the uh, people who aren't familiar with EverQuest, where there there was like a boss, like an end, like a raid boss that was down a well in one of the cities, and it was this ghost dragon. Um, and I forget the particulars of it, but essentially they were able to get the dragon to follow them out of the well and it went into the like one of the major cities in EverQuest and just started massacring everybody. Good. Damn, that's crazy. That's yeah, that's insane. Um but the uh the the Suez Canal um it, it's sort of something that people had thought about for a long time because in antiquity there was what was called the uh the Canal of the Pharaohs. That sounds so much better. Why didn't they just leave it like that? <laughs> Is that also known as the River Styx? Um. <laughs> no, that was uh, that was in Dis, which was where the boatmen. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, we we don't really know when the uh, the Canal of the Pharaohs was completed. Um, it, it, Darius the Great um, talked about it, and so did Herodotus. Um, and it, it's believed, it, it's claimed um, from. Darius the Great's uh, Suez inscriptions and Herodotus that the canal opened under Darius the Great, uh, the Persian king. Um, but later, later authors um, Aristotle, Strabo, and um, Pliny the Elder. Um, I love claim Pliny. That, yes, they they claim that um, that they didn't actually like complete the canal, um, and that it's believed that it was done under um, Ptolemy the Second. Um, when they were able to actually like solve the problem of the canal locks for the canal, because mm-hmm. um, the canal went off of the the Nile sort of estuary where the Nile splits into four mm-hmm. um, separate rivers, four baby Niles. Yeah, um, and then it goes into the uh, Bitter Lakes and then into the Gulf of Suez. Okay. And. And when Napoleon had conquered um, Egypt, which we had talked about in the previous episode, um, talking about the Black Count, um, is that uh, around 1799, um, after Napoleon had conquered Egypt, he had had a a feasibility analysis done into making a canal that would connect the Mediterranean um, to the Indian Ocean. Um, for, for whatever reason, the, the engineers incorrectly surveyed the area, um, and they believed that there was a 33-foot difference um, in sea levels, which would have um, made the project uh, prohibitively expensive for them to carry out. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but, but this actually wasn't true, um, that, wait, that wait, it was wait, just wait, sort wait. of a miscalculation that they made. 
prohibitively expensive. Like, to, it doesn't make any sense that there. It it seems like a project that, that you would spare no expense to do. Yeah. Like yeah. that these these fucking massively wealthy people would have got together and just been like, there is no price tag. Like you know well, the ones that uh the ones that built those pyramids that are like thirty six thousand feet in the air. Yeah, well that that was those are grain silos. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Doctor Carson, my, my fault. Yeah, well, what you have to remember is that um, back in um, back during this time. Um, it, it was a bit unfeasible because the Panama Canal, which was just something that failed repeatedly, um, that's only around um, 50 miles, whereas the Suez Canal is 120 miles. Oh, okay. That's a long-ass so, canal. So, so the Suez Canal is, is a pretty serious uh, canal. Sono canali e lunga. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I've done 900 days on Duolingo Italian. I, My I man, to, hell yeah. I get yeah. to drop an Italian every once in a while. My man. This this was uh, still something that they, they thought about. They just didn't have a, a, a way to really do it. What, um, Duolingo and, Italian back then? Yeah, yes. It didn't exist. Yeah. You know, they had to make the smartphone. They had to... They developed the business model, you know. Um, in in eighteen thirty, uh, General Francis Chesney um, submitted a report to the British government um, where he said that there was no difference in elevation um, and that the Suez Canal would be feasible. Um, but they they didn't really do anything with this report because they didn't really have a way um, to do it. So they didn't really. So they didn't do anything with the report because they didn't really have a way to do the canal. Is that what you mean? Yeah, in eighteen thirty, like it okay. wasn't something that was feasible to them. Because uh, one, you know, Egypt is still um, mostly a um, an Ottoman um, territory at this point. It does have a, a Khedive who's sort of like the the king or the yeah. sultan of yeah. Egypt. Mm-hmm. Um, but and and he's given a lot of leeway. Um, he, in a lot of ways, he's sort of like the governor. Um, and the Ottomans are not really that centralized of a government. Um, but but still, they did really uh, want to go through with it. Um, and a man named Lieutenant Waghorn, um, he established a overland route that would transport um, posts and passengers. You, um, boys, in- you boys better stop laughing. My name is Lieutenant Waghorn. <laughs> I'm here to... I'm here... Why are you laughing? I'm here to create hey, order. Wag this horn, Lieutenant. <laughs> I don't and- get your joke. I don't find it very funny. I mean, there's no joke. It's just my name, Lieutenant Waghorn. <laughs> Now, if you perfectly normal me, name, it's I'm gonna be over normal. here judging the Egyptians. <laughs> now, Steve, Egypt at this time was it a third worldish, like underdeveloped country that it seems to be in a lot of old movies and media? Well, the term third world doesn't exist at this point. Well, I'm cause... obviously talking about like you know <laughs> the colloquial lanes. understanding of a third world country. You know, like. Well, it, it, developmentally... Was, was Audrey Hepburn there offering support <laughs> to the children? Possibly. Okay, that's all I needed to know. Um, but the, the, the overland route was essentially that you would stop off in, in Egypt, um, you would go overland um, to the Indian Ocean in Egypt, um, sort of across um, the, the, the Suez Isthmus um, as, as it is today, oh, um, without word. the canal. Um, and then you would um, you would get on a boat and then go to India. 
<laughs> so, speaking of Egypt, how accurate is the 1999 Brendan Fraser movie, The Mummy? <laughs> well, Are you talking one... about the pivotal film, The Mummy? Yes, that's what he said. <laughs> he cut out a little bit there on Discord, but we'll pick it up in post. He said the fucking mummy. <laughs> the 1999 film. The pinnacle of movie making, if you ask me. By the way. Pretty uh, accurate. Yeah, it's shot for shot, I think, with history. Okay. <laughs> okay. I just want to make sure. They used a time machine. <laughs> they actually filmed inside the, the... Oh, man, that's crazy. There's an article you should read about Brendan Fraser, by the way. Like, his life, man. My God, dude. Keanu Reeves as well. No, but Keanu Reeves looks great. Have you seen Brendan Fraser recently? No, I haven't. He looks like someone took him out to the woodshed once a day for two years, you know, and just beat him in the face God. and overfed him. God. He He's... he had a I, – I read it recently. He had a rough, rough life. Really? He was, uh, uh, he was pretty good on Doom Patrol recently. Yeah, he's still a great actor. I mean, he's he's a good actor. He's a he's a meathead, but he's got chops, you know. Okay. A meathead with chops, get it? <laughs> um, eventually, this this French explorer named uh, Lynette uh, de Bellefonde, he becomes a um, he becomes the chief engineer of Egypt's um, public works. Um, and as part of his duties, he surveyed the Isthmus of Suez, um, and he made plans for the Suez Canal. Okay. And then um, other other people, um, such as uh, Frenchman uh, Saint uh, Simoniste, um, showed uh, an interest in building the canal. Um, and in 1833, um, Bartholomew Prosper Enfantin. Um, tried to draw the, the Egyptian leader Muhammad Ali's attention um, to building a canal, um, but he wasn't really successful in, in getting him to go through with the project. Muhammad Ali. Yes. Cassius yeah. Clay. Ali Boumaye. Heavyweight champion of the world. Ali Boumaye. Um, and it, Ali and it, Boumaye. But just real question, like, why would you go to Muhammad Ali and be like, hey... We're trying to build this canal. Like, why? What What is he going to do? Well, he's the leader of Egypt at that time. So, if, if you want to get him like in the project, he can help you out with funding, with getting laborers. I think we're um, talking about different Muhammad Ali, and I just realized it's in 1833. So, yeah, let's continue on before I. Have oh to my go. God, are you serious? <laughs> I thought you were making a joke. Are you Holy serious? Shit, I totally forgot. Wait, did you? How high are you right now? Did you? Did you think Muhammad Ali was some kind of like I, I Highlander was very type figure? Con- Listen, I sort of you know he died from he died from Alzheimer's and dementia. He didn't. He had amyloid <laughs> plaque buildup. He didn't get his head lopped off with a sword to another island. Bro, I was so confused. I was like, wait, that's what they Muhammad want you to Ali. think, Steve. Look, all Muhammad I know is Ali. I I called Christopher Lambert when he died, and I asked him, and he well, said, "Well, first, that was, Steve, he said that was some quickening." That's it's why I Christopher said Muhammad Lambert. Ali. Wait, like Cassius Clay? I really thought Steve would be like, no, not Cassius Clay, you idiot. <laughs> no, I was I was worried, you know. I'm the boxing nerd of us, I think, and uh, yeah, still the greatest of all time. The greatest. And uh, a result, we could do a whole show on, on Muhammad Ali because people don't really respect the period of time where he was denied employment and the amount of work he had to put in after the fact that probably mm-hmm. led to his early death 
because he needed money so badly. Yeah. Yeah, he was pretty broke after a period. Yeah, because the U.S. government made him that way. Yeah, yeah. But definitely. <laughs> it's un- unbelievable how bad it is. And to, di- to this day, if you ask a boomer about Muhammad Ali, they get racist face. Real quick. You know? Oh, they don't God, say anything so bad. They're just like, yeah. I don't like, think he yeah. should have done that. I don't think he should have done that. He probably should have went to Vietnam. Yeah, okay, sure. So you're going to have disabled like my old man. Fucking assholes. I love how they um, have the benefit of hindsight and they still like, oh, I should have went to Vietnam. Fucking. Oh, my God. It's just so ridiculous. They, they still probably also voted for Trump, the the man who dodged going to Vietnam. Bone mm-hmm. spurs. Didn't he dodge twice? Or was that he, Dan? He got a um, he got a medical deferment the first time, yeah. and then the uh, the second time I think he had like a low um, he had a low number or high number whichever one it was. He yeah. trended positively towards the negative. That's right. That is correct. <laughs> trended positively towards the negative. Um, is that what you, is that what you tell like a patient when like am I having a heart attack? You're trending positively towards the negative right now based uh, on your yeah, symptoms. No, I'm like no, <laughs> I'm not a cardiologist. <laughs> oh man. Um. It, also, an Italian Austrian railroad pioneer um, named Eloy uh, Negrelli. Um, he became interested as well in the canal um, in 1836. Okay. Um, eventually, in in 1846. Um, Prosper Enfantine, um, he has this group called the Societe de Utes uh, du Canal de Suez, um, and he invited a number of experts, um, including uh, Robert Stevenson um, Negrelli and, and Paul Adrian uh, Bordelou, um, to study uh, the feasibility of creating a Suez Canal. Um, okay. And they, they also had the assistance of uh, Lenant and uh, uh, Lenant de Bellefonte. So, why does it matter if there's a difference in, like, altitude between the two well, sides? Well, essentially, the the problem is is that if you're building a canal, um, the the distance if there's different elevations, um, you have to create locks um, because you can't just have the boat um, go down at like an incline. Like like you want to go through at an even at an even level. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, is the incline, or, I guess, I guess what I'm asking is, is the incline ever that great where you would notice sailing through without the, uh, aid of locks? Well, yeah, because, like, uh, if you think about, like, like, river rapids. Because, I mean, you're going over, what, 100 miles, 75 miles, something like that? Yeah, but if there's, if there's a 30-foot incline, that's like a log flume, that's like... Yeah, but 30 you foot know. incline over 70 miles? Over 120 miles, but still. Okay. Like, it's it's not something you want. You you have to have um, you have to have the canal locks. There's also some things with erosion, um, because if you don't have an even even level, um, the water's going to be constantly moving um, at, a, at a faster pace, so it's going to erode the, the sides of the canal. Um, stuff like that. Okay. And this is why I don't design canals. Um, Look, Ryan, so, this is really important to get accurate because do you know how many people right now don't have their Wish.com order? I mean, <laughs> I mean, look, they're trying to get like the 17 and a half piece tool set that they can use, you know, to take apart their electronic can opener, and you're you're just being flippant. You're being flippant. Yeah, think I'm of just, that. I'm just waiting for my Kelvin Bad Dragon. Uh, <laughs> <I know. laughs> 
That's the uh, that is. Uh, dude, I got all my I got all my bad dragon orders in before <laughs> the disaster. Thank God. <laughs> my God, dude, I got Ripley over here. She's great. <laughs> um. So, uh, Bordeloo, um, his survey found that that the isthmus was in fact um, that there was no practical altitude difference between the two seas. Yeah, um, so the sea solved. level was the same. Um, but um, Britain began to be worried about the opening of the canal um, because they were afraid it might interfere with their um, their India trade. Nobody gives a shit about... Oh, wait, no, it's the time of the history that they did still give a shit. Okay, sorry. <laughs> and and they generally uh, preferred that um, to, to keep the, uh, the overland route, which was done by train um, from Alexandria um, to Cairo and then to Suez... Um, which had been built by Stevenson and was a primarily British concern. Like, they didn't like the idea um, that these uh, predominantly French um, people are, are investing in this sort of canal um, that could dominate the, the India trade. So why didn't they just kind of jump in and be like, <clears throat> uh, we'll invest in this canal as well so we can have part ownership of it and we can use it and we can actually help our own trade routes? Or are they just being assholes? Well, it, it's a number of things. Like you have to remember that Great Britain is a democracy, mm-hmm. um, so so it'd have to be debated in Parliament, um, uh, okay. and they might not have been interested in spending a, a colossal amount of money mm-hmm. um, to to build the canal, mm-hmm. um, because by the time the canal is done, um, it, the budget is twice what they originally planned it to be. Oh my god! It's like so, so, but it's they'll like destroy a... cultures for fucking tea leaves and spices, though, right? But but don't worry, they they eventually they eventually get the canal. Okay, it's like a Jersey like turnpike exit budget. Six. <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah, well, we were going to spend three million dollars, but it turned out to be three hundred. You know, <laughs> these things happen every once in a while. <laughs> every a now and then, you know, supplies go up. A lot of legitimate you know, you, you, Mama Lukes on this project, I'll tell you. You got to be sure that everybody gets paid. You know what I mean? You got to grease some I mean? palms. You got to be careful. You got to pour the concrete slow. <laughs> <laughs> in, um, in 1854 and 1856, um, Ferdinand de, de Lesseps, um, he was able to obtain a concession um, from Syed Pasha, who was the, the Khedive of Egypt and Sudan, um, to create a, a company to, to construct the canal um, that would make shipping open um, to all nations. Good man. Good man. Um, the, the original lease on it was that they would run the canal for 99 years uh, from when it opened, which is actually a pretty common um, sort of uh, contract that you would have on, on land during this time period. Because, for instance, um, the original lease on Hong Kong was 99 years. Mm-hmm. When does that expire? Did it already? Oh, it's already expired. The lease on Hong Kong? Yeah. On, yeah, it already expired. When was that? Uh, 1996. Okay. Yeah, we were... I was in, like... I think I had just started high school. Yeah. I was 10. Um... So, <laughs> well, I, was, I wasn't much older. I was only, like, 13, 14, but I was smoking cigarettes. Oh, man, so you were, like, 16. Yeah. I was like 13, dude. I started smoking cigarettes at like 11 or 12. No, no, if you smoke cigarettes, though, that makes you effectively like 16. It does make you, it's 16 in cool years. Yeah, it adds a couple years to it, yeah, yeah. It adds, no, no, let's be specific. This is the Suez podcast. Sorry, sorry. It sorry. adds a couple, be, cool years, couple cool some years. Couple cool ass years, you know? Cool, like the cool cigarettes that you smoke. I, back in I actually had that experience once. 
We had the cancer tree. That's where everyone smoked after class at 3 o'clock. The bell <laughs> rang. It was just off po- uh, property, and some fucking intelligent-ass person looked up and found out that it was completely illegal for them to, like, harass you once you were near that tree. So Amazing. we just sat there and smoked in front of the administrators. <laughs> yeah, we smoked uh, at Subway. Yeah. Right outside where they were making our our... our Amazing sandwiches because oh. Jimmy John's is not a thing yet. Used to be so good. I wish they'd go back to the yoga mat, Brett. <laughs> Speaking of yoga mats, um, so uh, Ferdinand was able to uh, get um, this this deal um, with uh, the Syed Pasha um, because he had known him when he was a, a French diplomat, so they were on friendly terms. Hmm. Um, he he convened an international concession. Um, and it was called the Commission Internationale pour le Piercement de Isthme de Suez, which is the International Commission for the Piercing of the Isthmus of Suez. Um, wow. it, it contained thirteen experts from seven countries, um, and they were um, and and they all sort of came together to to sort of find the most feasible route um, to make the canal. Okay. Um, so they, they do surveys, they, they do analysis in Egypt, um, and they discuss the plan in Paris um, on, on how to handle um, the canal. And uh, many of, of Negrelli's um, ideas um, prevailed in these discussions, um, and they commissioned a, um, or the commission produced a, a unanimous report um, in December of 1856 um, containing the detailed plans of how they would complete the canal. Okay. <clears throat> Um, and then on uh, December 15th, 1858, um, the Suez Canal Company was found, um, which was the, the Compagnie Universelle de, du Canal Maritime de Suez. Okay. Are these the people that drive the ships when you get into the canal? Same people? Well, they work for the, the company. Okay. Um, so, so the British, like I said before, they, they weren't really happy about this because they control... Um, both the routes that would go around the, the Cape of no one gives a fuck. <coughs> um, and they also controlled the overland route to India, um, and so they didn't really want to change up the status quo. Too bad. Um, Too what- bad, so sad. That's what they said at the <laughs> meeting. Too bad, a so sad. Tough shit. Tough titties. Said the kitty. Um, <laughs> Lord... Lord Palmerston, uh, the Prime Minister Lord at that time. Palmerston! Yeah. Pick the Elder. Lord <laughs> um, Palmerston uh, was opposed to it, um, but in the mid-1850s, he said that the real reason for why he was opposed to it was because he felt that the opening of the canal uh, would sort of change the status quo and deprive Great Britain of its exclusive advantages that it had in its current situation. I say in the fucking quiet part loud again. Oh, back then, um, that was the loud part loud. <laughs> um, they, they would also propagandize against the canal, um, saying that slave labor was being used in the construction, uh, construction of the canal, um, mm-hmm. which um, Great Britain was opposed to. Um, um, and, okay. and after they after they brought these oppositions to it, um, the 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 Khedive, um stopped involuntary labor on the project. Um, and also condemned um, the, the the use of corvee, which is people um, doing labor in lieu of paying taxes. 
Yeah, okay. Corby. I just read that in um, that book, uh, um, Scum of the Earth, mm-hmm. I was telling you about. Um, so uh, a lot of people are, are very skeptical of the canal because um, this is a big undertaking. Um, no, Nobody's really sure if they can actually do it. Um, so they have trouble selling um, the stock in the canal overseas. Wait, is that going to buy stock in the Suez Canal? You got that I, right I believe, again, bro. I, I believe you can buy it in the company, or you could at that time. I don't think you can anymore because it was nationalized by the Egyptians in the 50s. Oh, okay. Okay. And when someone yeah. asks you why you bought it, you just say, to the I moon, like the baby. stock. I like, I like the stock. That's I what like you say. I like the stock. I, I am a stock guy. Yeah. Just say, I'm a stock guy, and I like the stock. You, like you just you just tell him that Musk Daddy is is taking you to Mars with the <laughs> he's getting you the tendies. <laughs> that shit is like just that whole culture is just ridiculous, man. It's so ridiculous. It's made some people absolutely astronomically wealthy. So yeah, but those people already had interests in GameStop. Very few people got in at the ground floor and made a ton of money. Yeah, all the people that actually made money were like the ringleaders who, who essentially created a pump and dump conspiracy. So, so yeah. it's not like we, we talked about early on about how it was awesome because they were better than, than sort of like the normal brokers. But in actuality, they were much worse than the brokers because they were actually doing what would be illegal if they actually had a license um, to, to be like a CPA. Uh. It's almost like the opposite of like a concealed weapons permit. <laughs> like, you, if you don't have it, you can have the gun. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay, all right, yeah, yeah, sounds good to me. Second Amendment. <laughs> the Second Amendment protects me against people getting mad that I invested in GameStop. <laughs> um. So. Britain, Austria, and Russia don't really um, invest um, a significant amount in the company, um, but in in France, due to the assistance of the uh, the Katoy uh, banking family um, and their relationship um, with James de Rothschild um, oh, of Jesus the the Christ. French branch of the uh, Rothschild, um, they were able better? to get what? Is it any better? <laughs> the Rothschilds because they're French. Well, no, there's different branches of the family. That's what I'm saying. Is the French branch any better? I, I think Ross they're pretty like much the children same. and drink their blood and the adrenochrome that Alex Jones always... Sorry, hang on. Don't the Ross trials uh, kill babies and drink their blood and uh, well, take the adrenochrome from them that keeps well, them looking young for millennia? Well, they just do what all those those people do. You okay. Because okay. you have to remember the Rothschilds are, are a Jewish family. And that's oh the my God. They, that, that's the main reason why they, they say, like... They drink the blood of children and stuff because they're 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 like wealthy Jews. Okay. Yeah, I mean, like, um, like let's get let's let's set a uh, let's call a spade a spade here that you know they're still shit because they're incredibly wealthy and they probably shouldn't be. No, that much wealth shouldn't be concentrated in one family, but it's not because they're Jewish, right? Yeah, like they they're they're sort of shitty in the way that all like massively wealthy exactly. and, and inherited wealth families are. But a lot of the um, hate for them, what you're saying is because it's anti-Semitic. Yeah, it, right. it's mostly it's mostly anti-Semitic. The reason why they they come up in conspiracy theories, because um, because a lot of times too, um, a, a lot of people on the far right, um, they they'll talk about you know how they don't like quote unquote international Jews. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> what are you talking about, Henry Ford now? 
And then, um, which is, this is something that's like a talking point, because um, if anybody, if you ever hear anybody on, like, the right talk about how members of Congress have dual citizenship, um, oh, that, no. that's, that's like a big red flag, because what they're talking about, like, the, the quiet part is that that person is, like, either, um, it's because they're Jewish and they secretly have dual citizenship with Israel, um, or they're secretly Jewish and they have secret uh, dual citizenship with Israel. So they're sort of saying, you know, they're not loyal. Oh my oh god, my these god. people are fucking insane. Is there a word in in um, Turkish for dying a fire? How do I say that? <laughs> <laughs> so we're talking about the Pasha. So how do I say D-I-A-F? Arabic. Arabic, okay, okay. Is um, it Turkish Arabic or is it just straight up Arabic? It would be Egyptian Arabic. Mm. Egypt Egypt has its own regional um Yeah, they have Arabic. dialect, right? Yeah, like Arabic is kind of like Spanish. Yeah. Where like there yeah. there's like no one no one speaks like like sort of like uh liturgical Arabic, which would be liturgical. I guess like Saudi Arabic. Right. Um I, I don't even know if Saudi Arabic is like is is deviated that much from like the liturgical Arabic. Um, but they all, they all have regional sort of like dialects where it's it's mutually intelligible, but it has its own sort of like slang and terms that are used. Ah, okay. Um, but um, because of the this sort of like campaigning that happens in France, um, all of the shares um, that are for sale in France um, sell out pretty quickly. Okay. Um, a, a British skeptic had this to say about it. Um, One thing is sure, our local Birchick community doesn't pay practical attention at all to this grand work. And it is legitimate to doubt that the canal's receipts could ever be sufficient to recover its maintenance fee. It will never become a large ship's accessible way in any case. Remember that. It will never become a large ship's accessible way. Um, so they, they begin work on what's called um, Port Syed um, on April 25th, 1859, um, which is at the Mediterranean mouth of the, um, of the canal. Okay. Um, excavation of the canal would take about 10 years. Um, and like, like I said, uh, forced labor was used on the canal, um, until 1864. Okay. Um, it's all the hard work. You mean slaves, right? Well, well, like prisoners, um, slaves, so slaves, slaves, like they do actually like the Ottomans did have slaves. So I'm sure there are some of them were slaves. Um, but, but you have to remember that this is for a private company. Um, so, so it's more Who likely that, that they're just sort of like using some sort of like government works program. You can think about it like that. How like prisoners are like are like making things in prisons for like pennies on the dollar. Yeah, it's called Pride in here in Florida. It's the Pride Factory that is run out of which I- should be fucking illegal because it's yep. extrajudicial bullshit. Yep, it's slavery. Yep. It's yep. slavery is what it is. They do pay you though. It doesn't matter. Yeah, but. It's they might as well day. not pay you. It's the same. <laughs> it's the same reason that working at McDonald's is not fucking economically viable. No, not at all. Um, it, it's estimated that um, that at any given period, when the canal is being constructed, that around thirty thousand people were working on it. Um, okay. And it's and it's believed that altogether about one point five million people were involved with the construction of the canal. Okay. Um, we we don't know um, how many people died. That's a lot of um, Debbies and Sallys there, huh? <laughs> but it, but it's believed to be in the thousands, and I'll go into that when we talk about the completion of the canal. Okay. Um, so the canal opened under French control um, in November of eighteen sixty nine. 
Um, nice. The, the, open, the opening ceremonies began um, at Port Said um, on November 15th, um, where they had like different fireworks and, and illuminations and a banquet um, on the yacht of the Khedive, uh, Ismail uh, Pasha of, of Egypt and Sudan. Okay. Um, the, the royal guests uh, that were there for the opening of the canal, who arrived the following morning, were um, Emperor Franz Joseph I, um, the French Empress uh, Eugenie, um, and the Crown Prince of Prussia and Prince Louis of Hesse. Um, Interesting the, line. The American... Prince Louis showed up? Wow. Yeah. The Prince Louis of Hesse. <laughs> the. Don't ever forget the. People from Ohio State might get real mad at the Ohio State University. Fuck Ohio and fuck Ohio State. There goes half our <laughs> listeners. Fuck them. Fuck Ohio. Oh, God, I love it. Um, it, it some of the other international guests um, included um, the American natural hist- uh, historian H.W. Um, Harkness. Um, mm. it, in, the, in the afternoon of, the, of this um, day of ceremonies, um, they, they had both Muslim and Christian ceremonies. Um, a, a temporary mosque and church uh, were built on the, the side of the beach. Um, That's kind of cool. In, in order to do uh, blessings on the canal um, in, in both religions. Um, and in the evening, there was more fireworks and illuminations. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, the, on, November, on the morning of November 17th, um, the procession of, of ships um, entered the canal headed by uh, Le Eigel, which was the, the ship of the, uh, the Emperor of France. Say that again. The the what of the Emperor of France? La Eagle. L. Oh, oh, L oh, oh, apostrophe oh, sh- A I G L E. No, no, no. The ship you said, right? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Um, and and among the ships was the um, the HMS Newport. I'm two. I'm uh, two beers in, Stevie. I, oh shit! Uh, <laughs> I'm feeling it right now. And they're uh, Goose Island, the uh, next coast. So they're seven point something. Seven point a good time. Seven <laughs> seven point and repeat what you just said, please. <laughs> got got to talk like Matthew McConaughey when he said. Say, man, I just went over to the store, man, got some beer. That's, <laughs> that's as good as I can do it, you know. All time right, is a right. flat circle, you know. I just did. You just um, gotta kind of talk real slow, like you're from South Carolina. Anyway, like I'm gonna stone. go kill this Lovecraftian pedophile in this HBO <laughs> show. <laughs> you ever see True Detective? Love it. Probably my favorite McConaughey performance. Like, just did excellent. Fucking excellent. sick, dude. Killed sick, it. sick. Killed it. Almost as good as his role in Contact. <laughs> now listen. Almost as good as his role in the fucking Lincoln commercial. <laughs> just this fucking weird, just just kind of like, uh, I can't think of a great word for it right now. Of course, when I want the word, I can't think of it. But just this, like, oppressively, like, I don't know, blackguard Lincoln owner. <laughs> you know? He's out doing things. He's getting ahead of you. We're out He's the on Lincoln the town tonight. <laughs> Once you hop in this Lincoln, we go for a drive. All right, oh. all right. I'm the Lincoln ladies call me the Lincoln Log. <laughs> Reminds me of the time I was high in a tree. All right. I need I need to read his autobiography. 
Because I've, I've heard it's pretty wild that just came out Matthew McConaughey, just just like all the crazy drug stuff. And apparently he, he nonchalantly drops that he was like molested as a child. Ugh. Just like just like out of nowhere. Oh <laughs> just, my god. Just Kevin just Spacey like, level, just I'm a gay man. No, I'd love it if you well, no, he was So in two thousand fifteen like, I was working on True Detective and by the way, I had myself diddled by a family member when I was a kid, but then so I started working uh, on True Detective. <laughs> no fucking uh just a total non sequitur. No, I know it wasn't like Kevin Spacey, I was just being stupid. He was he was the diddlee, not the diddler. Oh my god! Hi, <laughs> Kevin. Uh, we'd like you cast you for this role of weird Batman, and you're going to be the diddler, not the Riddler, the diddler. <laughs> uh, did you say what did you say the name of the movie was? I thought this was for Batman. Uh, no, it's for weird Batman. One <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, of the ships that that was involved was the HMS Newport, which was Captain. Um, by uh, George Nares. Yeah, I can um, get you a Newport for a case quarter. It's a green and white ship, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, green, green and white. He was I used wearing, to buy. He was I wearing the hoodie and the sweatpants. <laughs> I used to work tins. at a telemarketing company, and uh, and uh, you know, people. If I didn't have a cigarette, I would ask someone for one that worked there, and they would always sell them to me for a quarter. They were new. It's a Lucy, man. Twenty-five a, cents a Lucy. You used to call it a case quarter. I don't know exactly that, what that means. Killed just, in uh, in New York. <laughs> yeah, that'll get killed. That's a death sentence immediately. Yeah, rest in peace, bro. Well, I, 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 I told you the story about how I worked at a UPS store. And, uh, Steve, uh, I am well aware that you worked at a UPS. Store. Yeah, but did, just so might be the worst job does. I've ever heard anyone have with the worst boss I've ever heard anyone have. And um, but but anyways, this this woman came in. This pretty trashy woman. And she had like an she had an open envelope, and she had two cartons of uh, area code cigarettes. I think they were four oh fives or three oh fives. Yeah, three oh fives. Right. Yeah, and um, she was gonna send them to uh, New York, and and it's well, one, it's illegal to to ship like yep. to, to mail cigarettes, mm-hmm. and she didn't she didn't have the the envelope. It was open, like if it was closed or whatever, she could just tell me it was whatever, and I could I could ship it. But at that point, I couldn't ship it, and she got really mad at me because I was like, "I can't. It's illegal." It's a right because crime. you followed the rules. She got mad at you. It's like yeah. Every, well, I mean, it's also it's like she every person three or five for like three dollars, and then she's going to ship it to New York where someone's going to resell them for fifteen dollars a pack. Uncle these, Sam's not getting a cut of that. That's illegal. And there was yeah. there was also um, there, there was also a woman who wanted to send loose cans of hairspray and just like a mailer. What? And um, yeah, just like cans of hairspray at a mailer, um, and and I told her like, well, that's that's not gonna work. Like, you're gonna need something better than that. Because if that punctures, you know, it's gonna it's gonna uh, it's gonna fucking out. explode. It's gonna explode. Yeah. I have yeah. it, I have uh, seen it happen before, and I'm not gonna go into that story. And then uh, <laughs> and there, there was also a guy who wanted to uh, ship oranges, and I told him he couldn't do it. What? Because you can't f- ship. Because you can't ship. Uh, like I feel like we could like do that. like a separate podcast about things people ask Steve to ship at UPS. Oh, oh, oh and there was God. there was also Dude, a guy who had to ship store. There there was a guy who wanted to ship bullets. And like just were, loose were, bullets? No, they were. He was like with a, a handful of bullets. He pulls them out of his pocket and slams <laughs> on the just, counter. He's like, 
ship it's, these. It's a <laughs> game, you know. I'm shipping it to my cousin, and basically what this is, it's bullets and peanuts, and they're in one thing. <laughs> and what you do is you have a party, and you ask the party attendees how many bullets are in the peanuts. And what if they was, win, um, they get all the bullets. They were, well, he said that, like, he, he tried to say, like, because they were, like, World War One era like, German bullets, that, like, that they were probably, like, didn't work anymore, but I still told him, because you can't ship firearms or bullets unless you have a license, and we didn't have the license, FedEx did, and mm-hmm. even me just telling him, which was literally, like, less than five minutes down the road, telling him, like, well, I'm sorry we can't ship that, but you can take it down the road to FedEx and they can ship it, and he just got, like, gun owner indignant with me. Oh, Jesus. Like, Sir, I have read the gun laws of the United States Constitution, and it says I can ship bullets at the UPS store. What's funny about that is I just literally, before the podcast, was reading the uh, Florida gun owner handbook. It is, if I'm going to, like, you know, have a gun, I'm going to go through all the processes and know what's up and do it the right way. Dude, the mm-hmm. amount of things that you can't do when you have that thing, it's astounding. Oh, yeah, no. And these people, I guarantee you there are people in the bar at Applebee's who have a gun on them. Of oh, course. Yes. And that's 100% illegal. Of course. 100 You can't even walk through the bar area if you have a gun. I'm really surprised. And if, you, that, if you tell yeah. them otherwise, you're going to be a Facebook story. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it depends on how I'm shooting that day, Steve, really. <laughs> I'm, I'm really surprised one of those uh, gun nuts didn't tell Steve when he was like, now listen here, okay? The Second Amendment of the Constitution not only covers <sighs> arms, bear arms, these sexy, sexy, large bear arms that I have <laughs> on my tank top, Jesus. but also it says a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state the right of the people to ship and receive ammo shall not be infringed. So I need you to <laughs> Dude, I tell you what. If you're explaining something to me and, and, and it takes you more than... I think we've said this before, right? We should just make this a trilateral, tri- trilateral troika rule. If you have to explain your rationale to me and it takes you paragraphs, fuck you, you're full of shit. <laughs> Unless you're well, a scientist and I've asked you to explain, like, neurogenesis or something to me, you know, like, I give it to me in three sentences, use the Feynman approach, or fuck you, you're full of shit. You don't know what you're talking about, and you're just rationalizing. You know? Of course. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, ridiculous. if you really want to do it in real quick, you would say neurogenesis is how you make new neurons in the brain. Exactly. So if you if you pump up that way, that's fine. I'm, I'm cool with that, you know? Yeah. But I think I got that far. Right. But you know who else uses UPS or who else uses what else? Shit, I don't know how it's going with this. I'll does say, the U- does UPS, UPS go also through the Suez? Suez Canal? <laughs> yeah, does it go through the Suez, Steve? Uh, possibly if you're you're shipping to. I, I don't really know because it, it wouldn't really make sense unless you're coming from Europe. You mean you mean <laughs> to tell that's me that's the great that's the great thing about the current <laughs> the current shipping crisis with the Suez is like it mainly impacts like Europe. Right. Right. My. Uh... Uh, Will Manneker's off off brand Goku's are gonna get delivered. <laughs> yeah, that was a good tweet you made. It's I mean, so it good. also is affecting Somali pirates over there that are looking just drooling right now. Well, yeah, they're 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 that that meme of the guy behind the tree like licking his lips and 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 sort of like um, I don't uh, folding his hands. I don't I don't know exactly how to put it. You know, what I'm talking. Oh, you about, about the, yeah, the, yeah, the yeah, black so, guy from the wire. Yeah, they're they're like. Uh, 
they're like watching watching the ships, you know, going on the around the Cape of Good Horn, like like meet yeah. back on the menu, boy. <laughs> yeah. Also, I realized how dumb what I just said. The black guy from The Wire. Like, okay, all right. Um, uh, fifty-seven of them. So Captain uh, Captain Nares is is actually um, part of this this sort of like intelligence gathering operation by the British um, to sort of survey the canal um, for the Admiralty, um, and he's also involved in an incident. Um, which demonstrates some of the early problems with the canal, um, because of the the boat would get um, his his boat, which was larger, being a being a naval uh, a naval vessel uh, for the British Navy. Um, it it sort of proved that the canal wasn't as deep as it should have been in certain areas. Okay, so lazy. It, it found like a flaw. So it would it would just cause some minor grounding, like okay. like not not grounding to the point of like ramming. Ramming your your giant uh, prow into like the shore, but just like getting getting stuck in the, you know, you the, the bed prow. of the canal. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, half the th- like some of these sentences could easily just be like Suez Canal, like Bang Bros videos, <laughs> you know, or Jav J A V titles, Japanese A V titles. Ramming your prow into the shore and disrupting world trade. <laughs> Japanese AV title. Um, so, the first day, the the passage ended at Lake Timsa, um, which is a lake that the canal um, sort of goes into. That that's sort of like a, a a holding area for ships. Is that the Bitter Lake that you were saying? That no, that was that was from the the canal with the the pharaohs. Oh, okay, okay. Um, if if you look at the Suez Canal, you can see um, Lake Timsa. It's it's pretty large okay um so the nares would do um do some sounding around the area um which is where you um you, you drop a rod um, <laughs> in, into the um into the water it's, um. it's where the uh the the sex act comes from god damn it that hurts just hearing you say that jesus christ Um, more, more celebrations would follow the, the following day, um, and they would have, um, a, sort of like a military march, um, illumination, um, illuminations and fireworks, and a ball at the governor's palace. Okay. Um, the, the convoy set off again on November 19th, um, for the remainder of the trip through the Suez Canal. Okay. All right. So um, how long did it take to transverse the Suez Canal at this point? Um, it, it takes about the same, uh, well, I guess it depends on the ship. It, it's mm-hmm. just sort of like however, however fast the ship's going. Okay. Do we have an idea, like, back then, how long it would take to do the Suez? Um, back, back then, I believe the, the amount was, uh, 49, um, ships within 24 hours. No, no, no. Like, how long would it take a ship to transverse the Suez Canal, like, on average? Well, it, it, it depends on the, it depends on the ship, like... But it's not like an average amount of time that it takes. Well, they they go in like a convoy, so they go as a group. Oh, okay. Um, so saying. it it takes between eleven and sixteen hours. Oh, okay, okay. Um, and they're they're going at about eight knots at that time, which okay. is about nine miles per hour. Okay. I would have had a comment about that whole conversation, but I was. Eating a piece of Colby Jack cheese, which was fucking great. I went to grab another beer, and I saw some cheese in there, and I had to go. You, know? um, you didn't have a comment about sounding? 
I didn't get here in time for that one. Sorry. <laughs> the uh, the the SS Dido um, was the first. It was a, um, Please don't call them shipping things. (laughs) Got stuck in the Suez Canal. (laughs) Got stuck in the canal. I've been interrupted uh, worldwide shipping. It's costing get me out. I had enough drunk talk. Go ahead. And even if they could... No, I'm not going to keep doing this. Oh, I can um, keep it going, bro. You know we could do it. <laughs> We're not going to, that'll be a That'll be a Patreon exclusive. Patreon exclusive will be Ryan and drop Steve. It, drop of the track. By the way, what you <laughs> Ryan, don't know Ryan about it... Ryan and Steve blacked out in the booth again. And they, I, they I blacked out the track. booth. <laughs> dude, how good was that, dude? I blacked out in the amazing. booth again, man. Sorry, it's just something I do. I blacked out. <laughs> Um, so the SS Dido was the first ship to traverse the canal from south to north. Um, so, so entering from um, the Strait of Tehran, um, which is the, um, the, the sort of area between um, the Suez Peninsula um, and like the Egyptian mainland. Okay. Um, and so because of all the problems it had, um, the final cost of the canal was double what its original estimate was. Um, at the time, it cost uh, 59.4 uh, Egyptian pounds, which today is about $9 billion. See, being um, from Boston, I'm, I'm, I'm really not impressed because we had the big dig. And it was like, I want to say that they said it was going to be like $2 billion, And then like when they finished it, it was like, oh, I'm sorry. When they're working on it, it's like twenty-five billion now. So I'm just kind of like, oh, that's cute. You, you, you just really fucked that estimate. Well, up. well, that that's also like a much bigger engineering project in terms of like things like that. You know, they had to use that 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 thing from Ninja Turtles that the Foot Clan used. You know, to burrow through the the ground. Oh, the drill. And, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that that ridiculous like drill. Um, I just think it's funny. People are like, oh, no, we're a couple million over budget. I'm like, Pfft. okay. So the, the the project itself was funded through um, interest bearing um, investment certificates. Um, it, they were uh, issued exclusively to Egyptian entities and individuals. Hmm. Do we know like who, as far as individuals? Like, do you have to qualify, well, or could well, you just the, walk the in? Khedive, like people close to the the Khedive. Okay. Um, so he um, he was able. Um, the Khedive was able to, to overcome um, initial reservations that were held by um, both British and French creditors um, by enlisting the help of a banking family called the Sursoc family, um, who, who were able to, to get him international support for the project. i tell you what, dude. If the day we do the episode about international banking families is the day we all go missing. Um so the the canal when it was initially uh, completed was 102 miles long and 26 feet deep. Um, o- over time in projects, um, it would eventually be enlarged to 120 miles long, um, 79 feet deep. I was gonna uh, say 26 feet deep. That doesn't sound that long. Well, do you have to remember this is like the 1800s? No, I I I get that. Yeah, you're right. I I get that. But I'm just saying, it just seems short. I don't. I think it's going to be hard for me to get out of a modern context here. You know. Well, they they did eventually extend it to seventy nine. Right. Feet. You just said that. Um, yeah. Sorry. And and also um, they made it um, six hundred and seventy three feet wide. 
That's it? I feel like it should be wider than that. You know what, Ryan? This was a long time ago. <laughs> well, initially, uh, until, until, until 2014, um, ships could only go single file through the canal. So... <laughs> That's hilarious to me. That's like fucking Catholic school lunch hour, bro. Bro, you remember holding your hand straight up with the little Get your fucking tray tube? up. Get your tray up. Okay, or Miss Stella's not gonna put your PB&J and mashed potatoes on the tree. Uh... Um, so there, there's a bit of discrepancy with um, how many people died constructing the canal. Um, and, and a lot of this has to do with the fact that it wasn't really recorded at the time. Well, and, wait, wait, wait. We went fact, all the way through to the canal is done. Like it's it's being used. How long did it take to construct? Well, no, no. Like like in the construction of the canal, we don't know how many people died constructing it. Okay, okay. Um, and and we're not uh, we're not really sure. Um, uh, probably a lot of people died. Um, one of the estimates is that the people that um, they counted as people, right? Well, well, no. It's just that you know, it's it's like the it's like the Civil War era at this time. This is the 1860s. Like, like this is this is still like 40 years before the Panama Canal. Steve, what's your opinion on that? Like, there's periods of history where, internationally speaking, something seems to be taking place that doesn't feel like it matches with the time period when localized. So, like the the building of the Suez Canal and an increase in world trade. To, doesn't feel like it meshes up with the civil war <laughs> you know but what i mean also, like i thought there, like there's just like a, people died there's like a disconnect well, there it's weird well well that's that the the hundred thousand people think that that comes from a speech made by um uh gamal abdul nasser mm-hmm. um because uh, because gamal abdul uh, nasser who was the um who, who we'll talk about later on he was like a, a sort of like the dictatorial president of egypt Okay. Um, and when the Suez Canal was nationalized, he gave a speech talking about, you know, like why it belongs to them. And one of the reasons was that he, he claimed 120,000 people died constructing it okay. um, a- among the 1.5 million workers who worked on it. Um, but th- this is in dispute because um, the, the number, the only like thing that we can come up with this number from comes from Herodotus talking about the Canal of the Pharaohs. <laughs> so no actual like paperwork. So, so no actual paperwork. So, so if if you know Herodotus, um, he he's often called the father of lies, yeah. Because because he always like he always embellished in his writing. Yeah, he exaggerated. He that a, it, yeah, and he exaggerated that one hundred and twenty thousand people died constructing the canal of the pharaohs because it's such like a big project. Um. So the uh, the construction of the Panama Canal, uh, around thirty four thousand people died. Mm-hmm. During both periods of it together, so the French period and the American period, so probably more than that, considering. Um, By the, the way, time that, period that is still a large number of people. I mean, that's a Houston so, Oilers game, you know. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I would I would say it's probably closer to you know like a Steelers game, you know, sixty thousand. You know. That's true. That's true. Good. Yeah. Um, but a lot of the people who died. Um, they died due to diseases in the workers' camps, um, such as such as different lung diseases, dysentery, hepatitis, smallpox, and tuberculosis. Um, and in in the summer of 1865, there was a, a cholera outbreak um, in mm-hmm. Egypt. Yeah, you get those um, time time. And, and it and it was uh, <laughs> it was so bad um, that the company uh, couldn't find enough men to bury the dead. 
um, in the desert. Christ. Um, many many workers were also exposed to uh, burning phosphorus. Oh. Um, so, That's so thousands of them would would end up dying. You know, like. Because we, cause we think about it like, like yeah, that's really bad, but that's also, like, they didn't really understand the ramifications of using these things. It's like the mesothelioma of the day. Right. Again, my point, <laughs> my point, which was not addressed by either of you, is that there's this time period where these things are happening, and they just historically don't seem to add up to, like, your average person, you know? Like, if you well, tell me I... this was taking place at the same time as the American Civil War... And then, like, the scientific understanding of phosphorus, like, danger, was not there. But when you look at it through modern eyes all the way back, it's just, it's kind of vexing, I guess, is well, a good you, way to put it. Well, you have to remember, during this time period as well, like, this is the same time period as the, the Transcontinental Railroad. Right, right, right. Yeah. So... So that level of like an engineering feat doesn't really seem that crazy to me because all they're all they're essentially doing is is just sort of like blasting and digging a long trench. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so in terms of like the actual like work that's being put into it, like I don't really feel that the scientific know-how to like to like dig a trench is like that like that big of a thing. It's just a lot of men and a lot of man hours, and it's not mm-hmm. even like you don't even really have as much of a problem as say. Um, the Panama Canal, because um, right. I don't think malaria was as big of an issue. Yeah, or yellow fever. Yeah, um, you don't have as many tropical diseases. You still have a lot of diseases, but not like at the same level. Okay. I also I c- feel like it, like <clears throat> I know that we dumb it down to say, "Hey, listen, they're just digging a trench," but I feel like it's more than that. Like I feel like there has to be some skill to this. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, well, yeah. More than just, hey, we're just going to dig a super deep trench. But there's so probably a lot of unskilled labor to complete the labor yeah. component like, of this Like, most of the people who worked on it are not... Yeah, they're just essentially day laborers. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and like, and, and sort of... They picked them up at the too, Home like, Depot on the way to the Suez Canal. What, what would I... <laughs> <laughs> they just said, they, hey, they stopped how at, many they of you guys... They stopped at the Home Depot outside the Great Pyramid, and they... they, they it's like, you guys looking for some work? yeah. Uh, donde esta uh, inglés? <laughs> I forget what Dwight said in the office. It was so funny. He's uh, supposed to say, ¿Buscas trabajo? Yeah. And then the guy's like, and then he only takes um, the fucking one white guy is the comedian guy. <laughs> speaks English. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I speak English very well, actually. Okay, get in the car. <laughs> um. So there, there is another sort of like offshoot um, canal that goes from um, that passes the the area called the Bala Bypass, um, which is near um, El El Cantara, um, in, and is in the the Great Bitter Lake. It's not anywhere near El Cantara. I've been there, and <laughs> Steve, I've had up to here with you and your fucking humble bragging about <laughs> your, your summer abroad in El Cantara. Look, all right. I come from a family of Elkantarians, and you know, all of us have to go there once a year. No offense to the Elkantarians, but they sound like a race from Star Wars or Star Trek. <laughs> no offense to them, though, of course. Nah, offense. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> sensing, I'm sensing anger from the Elkantarian trade. <laughs> oh man, um, there goes some more listeners. 
<laughs> that one guy from Egypt that listens to him. Fuck these guys. I'm going to go listen to Joe Rogan. <laughs> no! <laughs> hear, hear him and Jim Brewer talk about nocemos. Yeah. <laughs> um, don't say that word around me anymore. <laughs> God damn um, it. Don't go listen to Joe Rogan. Why would you go listen to Joe Rogan when the absolute best content, Alex Jones, can be found right here on the Trilateral Troika podcast? Um, so, on, on a typical day on the Suez Canal, um, there are three convoys that, that go through the canal. Um, two southbound and one northbound. Uh, like, like I said, the passage takes about um, uh, 11 and 16 hours um, at, at a speed of about 9 miles per hour. Um, and, and the reason why they, they travel so slowly is that so um, erosion um, doesn't destroy the banks of the canal. Because like, right. if you look at the canal on like on like Google Maps, it's not like the Panama Canal. That's a good idea, has, Steve. Let me do that. <laughs> which, um, which, which sort of has like an actual like like sort of like gate system. I, like did, the, I didn't the, know it was north to south. I thought it was east to west. I thought um, it was south to north. To be honest, with I you, like just once again like to remind everyone that I'm geographically challenged. By the way, like well, I, you can go, you can go both ways. Oh, it goes both ways. Yeah, you. I said there were um, two two northbound and one southbound, or uh, so, two two um, southbound, one northbound. Sorry. So correct me if I'm wrong. Doesn't the Nile flow from south to north? Yeah, the the Nile the Nile starts I think in in like southern Sudan or, or maybe mm. a little bit south of there, but it, it does flow um, from south to north. Do you um, know why that is, uh, or is that I've, just like the magic of the pharaohs? It's because you I, touch yourself at night, Ryan. It's, uh... <laughs> I'll keep touching myself then. <laughs> I think is it. I think as it flows down from the mountain. Okay. Um. So, the um the, the ships travel at that speed to sort of preserve the canal. Um, the original capacity of the canal was, as I mentioned, forty nine ships uh, a day. Um, but in twenty fourteen, after the um after the expansion, um, it was doubled to ninety seven ships per day. They went all the way to two thousand fourteen without upgrading this motherfucking thing. Are you kidding me? Yeah, it, they they did some they did some like that was the big like one that was like the 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 super um, Suez. Um, I want you to consider what boats look like in the eighteen hundreds. Well, well, you have to you have to remember is that the the Panama Canal and the Suez Canal sort of set the standard for how big you make ships. Like the True. Japanese, the Japanese in World War Two. Is this like the, exactly, the British road meme? Well, well, yeah, well, like. The, the Japanese knew, like, what the tonnage and size of American ships were because they had to be able to go through the Panama Canal, which the U.S. Uh. ran. So so they sort of build to the standard. And the reason why they did the expansion is to sort of, like, why everybody recently, like, for instance, Jacksonville had that big expansion, is because they have to be able to have those, like, super shipping, like, ships. Yeah. Because frankly, the size of ships has drastically increased. If you look at the yeah, ship from like the eighteen hundreds, it's just sort of now. moving past the established standard. Wasn't that like okay. I forget? I can't remember exactly. But wasn't that like the thing with the the roads in Britain and that the cars are all a certain size because the roads in Britain were a certain size because of Romans being in control mm. of Britain for a period of time? It wouldn't surprise. I me. don't. I, I don't know about that. I, I don't know exactly when when standard sort of like car size was set, mm-hmm. um, because it's not it like railroad gauge where where every country has its own sort of like railroad gauge. So so I'm not entirely sure. Cause I, and also that, that cars just keep sounds, getting bigger. That that just sounds like an apocryphal thing that isn't true. Like for instance, the thing about how 
um, the gauge of an American train is the same as like a Roman chariot, which is like, it's just like a complete fairy tale. I think that might be what I'm talking about. I think it's like a meme that gets sent around, but it's not well researched by the people who promulgate it. Um, So in, in August, um, in August of 2015, when the expansion was completed, um, they could have, um, they they could now accommodate um, two way traffic. Um, because normally, um, before then, they would have to use the different bypasses in the, in the lakes. Mm, okay. Now, bypasses kind of like how a train does a bypass on, like, a single track. Yeah, kind of like that. Of about four, about 40% on. of the canal is bypasses. Okay. About 48 miles. Okay. Um, so, from, from north to south, um, there, there's one at uh, Port Syed. Um, there's the Bala Bypass and, and Anchorage, which I mentioned. The Timsa Bypass... Um, the the Deva uh, Suar bypass as well, which is um, which is at the northern end of the the Great Bitter Lake. Um, okay. Those those bypasses, um, uh, all of the bypasses that are currently there were completed in 1980. Okay. Um, uh, typically, um, before then, um, like I said, it would take between uh, 11 and 16 hours, um, and the canal's 24 hour capacity is about 76 ships. Okay. Um, so all all the ships who go through the the canal, um, they have to transit in convoys, and they have to follow regular schedules. Um, and they're they're scheduled on like a twenty four hour basis. And also, <clears throat> that I learned, I think it was you that taught me this. Um, so, the Suez Canal Company actually will pilot these ships through the canal instead of whoever the normal captain of the bridge is, right? Well, instead of the normal helmsman, they um, they, they pilot the ship in order to ensure that it, it travels through the canal smoothly. Um, so they actually also have this, uh, if, you take, <laughs> if you take a boat to Antarctica, uh, when you go through the Straits of Magellan, uh, the southern tip of Chile, they actually will have Chilean pilots come in to navigate your boat through the straits and then will get off your boat onto like a smaller boat and go back to the mainland. Steve. I don't know if that's a political thing, but that's if you're going to Antarctica, you literally have to do the same thing with a Chilean pilot to get you through those straits for some reason. I want to know what Captain Kelly Sweeney has to say about this from Coast to Coast AM. <laughs> <laughs> You know that well, guy that, like, George Norrie got in arguments with in, like, the mid-2000s? Yeah. He'd be like, George, uh-huh. I don't think you really understand. I know you were in the Navy, but I don't think you really understand how the world works. Now, <laughs> now, now, George, I don't want you to know this, but Project Stargate is actually based in the Great Bitter Sea. In I have US encountered Canal. Somali Stargate pirates. <laughs> Now, now I wasn't exactly sure, but I believe these these Somalis were were star seeds. They were they, they were celestial <laughs> celestial half celestial beings, beings. <laughs> that that also wielded AK forty sevens. They had won through a spelling bee contest. You think Madrasa. You think we dug the Suez Canal? No, I'm sorry. The, we were barely getting railroads and civil wars done at that time. Okay. Also, don't forget to go listen to episode 39 of the Trilateral Troika on Project Stargate, available on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. Dude, that could not have sounded more like an ad that I put in in post if you tried. <laughs> if you tried. I'm telling you, I could do ad reads. I've said this on like six different episodes. You need to episodes. get out can... of the gig you're in and just get into fucking radio. It's the fucking communication method of the future. 
<laughs> don't 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 sell our, uh, our 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 golden goose to the iHeart people, Steve. We're gonna get on iHeart Radio. Like, have you ever tried uh, listening to that shit on your phone? For some no, reason, formal. like on the on like the tablet, it's fine. But when I listen to it on my phone, ostensibly it's the same app. It just seems like there's like a fucking thousand commercials for like ten minutes of radio. Yeah, no, it there. Yeah, it's bad. It's it's brutal. Um, so each each um convoy, uh, the the northbound convoy, um, starts at at four a.m. Um, uh, from Suez, um, and the um, and at dual lane sections, uh, the convoy uses the eastern route, um, and then so synchronized with this northern um, this northbound convoy is the southbound convoy. Um, the southbound convoy starts at, at 3.30 a.m. at uh, Port Syed, um, and so it passes the northbound convoy in the, the two-lane section. Okay. So, okay. So there is there is an up and a down going at the same time, then? Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, so um, after the Suez Canal opens, it has a number of financial difficulties, Um the, the remaining parts of the canal that needed to be finished um, weren't finished until 1871, um, and the, the traffic on the canal was below expectations in the first two years of its operation. So I have a question. If you were a passenger on a, sh- like a we'll say a cruise ship going through the Panama, or sorry, not the Panama Canal, the Suez Canal, would you have to pay extra money to traverse the canal? Yeah, it's a toll road. It's like a toll road, which which will come up when we talk about Nasser and why why Egypt nationalized the canal. Okay. Um, so you 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 are paying um, for the ship, and I do believe that you're paying um, by tonnage, um, in the same way that you pay by axle. You know, on a toll road, um, mm-hmm. you're paying by tonnage. So tangentially um, related, my grandparents went to Alaska on a cruise from Florida. So I'm assuming they went through the Panama Canal. Would they pay extra, like on their ticket, like as a tax to go through? Is that how that would work? Well, I I, th- I think it's probably the 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 company that does the ship. I think they um I think they pay for that. Like like they they're paying it, and then it goes into the cost of the ticket. So gotcha. it's not like a tax that's tacked on. It's something that's you know it's there. Gotcha. Like, but it does cost money to traverse the canals. Yeah, it's okay. it's not like. Well, I would say it's kind of like when you fly on an airplane and, and fuel costs is involved in the cost of your ticket, but you don't actually yeah. see the fuel cost. Yeah. Like, you're okay. just buying the ticket. They don't they sure. don't itemize, like, how much is the how much of this is the Suez Canal or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Um, okay. So, um, uh, De La Seps, um, he tried to increase the revenues of the uh, canal um, by, by interpreting um, net tonnage... Uh, as meeting the as the ship's cargo capacity, um, and not only um, the the theoretical net tonnage um, of the the Morsum system, which was introduced by Britain in its uh, Merchant Sh- uh, Shipping Act of eighteen fifty four. Okay. Um, so it it would actually be based on um, what the ship's actual cargo capacity is, as opposed to what. Um, the like this act said this Morsum system says what your theoretical um, tonnage is. Mm-hmm. Okay. Theoretically um, speaking, of course. Theoretically um, speaking. And, and eventually, um, the International Commission of Constantinople um, established um, the specific uh, kind of net tonnage um, and set it the question of um, of tariffs for the canal 
uh, in its protocol of December 18th, 1873. Okay. Um, and, and this is where the, uh, the Suez Canal net tonnage and the Suez Canal special tonnage certificate um, come from, which are still used today. Um, what is the, the point of that, by the way? Is it, like, why would you need a tonnage limit? You're going through water. Well, well no, they it's just dug saying... They it so deep. It, it's saying, like, it, it's a way of, like, taxing the amount of goods you're bringing through. Oh, fuck that, dude. So it's saying, like, like it's not all ships pay the same amount. It's like, well, this little boat pays less than this giant ship. But also, they only dug it so deep, so I guess the tonnage would matter because of how deep the ship is going to end up being when it floats through. Because even, even today, you, you have everything ranging from, like, a, a fishing ship to, like, a, an aircraft carrier going through... The, the canal. Right. I, I actually don't... I, I, I think today you can get an aircraft carrier through. I don't think before you could. Um, but I could be wrong. Well, I don't think um, there were any aircraft carriers in 1870. Well, no, not in 1870. <laughs> I mean, before 2014. I'm just bugging. Goddamn, Tom Cruise wasn't taking off with his F-16. In the 1800s, bomb, doing bombing runs in the Civil War. <laughs> You need to check. I, I posted something on Facebook earlier. I found that the office, which is hilarious, but it's related to Top Gun, so check that shit out. He could be the uh, Tom Cruise is the last Reb. <laughs> um. So this, this sort of causes uh, uh, it, the the canal being completed and the transcontinental railroad in America being completed around this time causes. Um, because it had been completed six months earlier than um, the Suez Canal, it causes this sort of um, dramatic effect on world trade, um, and, and it also, you know, helped um, increase the the colonization of Africa by Europe. Um, and the and Suez Canal increased the colonization of Africa. Yeah. Wow. Because be, because um, so, I mean, say like yeah, say for yeah. instance, you're Italy. Um, and you want to go to your colony so in, no in, in, in Eritrea, um, instead of having to go all the way around the, the Cape of Good Hope, <laughs> you, would, you would have to go out through the Mediterranean, into the Atlantic, around Africa, all the way to the other side of Africa. Basically so, what they're doing now. See. Yeah, but basically what people have to do now, but it, it just makes Il it much tempo easier. lunga. <laughs> Um, Take a long and, time, and it, is what I said. And, <laughs> and, in 18, and, in, and in Great Britain, it causes what's called the Panic of 1873, um, because what would happen in Great Britain is that um, goods from the Far East would be um, carried um, uh, around Africa to Europe, right. and they would be stored in British warehouses um, to, to just sort of be stockpiled and eventually sold. Um, but now, because, you know, there was easier access to these goods from Asia, um, the value of these goods, which were held in storage, dropped. Really? Um, so because of the availability, um, the, the demand is, is already where it is, but the supply is increasing, so the price goes down. I guess I failed economics in high school, because I would think that opening up a new channel for a direct shipping route from Asia to England would make things not necessarily get more expensive, but wouldn't crash the price of it. Did you say you would think it would drop the prices? No, 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 no. Like, not. I don't think that it would crash the prices. Like, it just okay. makes them more readily available. No, but that's well, what well, lowers the price. 
Yeah, because there is it is like high high of a demand. Like it's like the imp- no, no, no. Like I understand going down, but like not like listen, not crashing though. Well, let's say you have you have a warehouse full of an item that costs uh, thirty dollars, and the demand for this is steady, but the supply is low, and you you have a good supply. Let's okay. let's say for instance you have um you, you have a warehouse full of PS fives. No, no, you, I believe you, you want to bought with bots. You want to use please. Widget. I can only get so erect. No, you want to use the term widgets, Steve. That's what they yeah, use you have, you, in every college course. You have no, you have widgets. No, no, no. You have Fidget widgets spinner. that are that are um that. <laughs> You have you have widgets that have a low supply, um, and a and a and a steady demand, but you don't have um, and so you've you've been stockpiling them to sell. Um, so your inventory and your costs of holding your inventory are enough that you can that, that you're still in the black. But overnight, because of this canal opening, the price of widgets has has been cut in half. And I guess my question is, why? You just what. I- in my own stupid mind, I feel like you just order less widgets because it takes a don't short get mad time. At me. Well, no, what you what you don't understand is that it's not that you're you you when your your inventory is not what you you plan on ordering; it's what you already have. Okay, so you just keep selling it. I mean, I'll eventually sell it all, right? Yeah, but but the cost of it has like the. I hate economics, goddamn. <laughs> the value the value of your item has gone down, so you can't pay the bills that you had previously. Because of due to the increased supply, one, it's worth less, and two, uh, other people are selling them as well, so you're not the one source of it. And they can also um, use the same methods you're using to store and ship it, so they can sell it for less, get in the ground floor. Yeah, so, so you have so to drop your prices. So how do I become a Somali pirate to sink their ships? Uh, you get guns. <laughs> <laughs> what you're going to want to do... I just want to put them out of business, that's all I need to do. What you're going to want to do is you're going to want to find that guy that Steve was talking about earlier and have him ship you some bullets. All right? <laughs> They're good bullets. They might not work anymore. They're, They're German. Bullets. They're from World War One. Um, the they don't, best. They don't use gunpowder. They use turmeric, which is just as explosive. Due to, due to the war. Might I remind you that even in World War One, the Second Amendment was still a thing. So uh, I would like you to ship these bullets. To wherever the fuck I tell you to ship them. Thank you, sir. They're, they're much like the creation of Fanta. They're, they're what we like to call Fanta or Phantom bullets. <laughs> uh, sir, if um, you pack them in Fanta, I would ship them for you. <laughs> so this may look like an ordinary soda can, but if you unscrew the top, you can see it is loaded with bullets. I don't understand how they don't get the logic of bringing a bag of bullets in and saying, I need to ship this is like bringing weed to the no, airport because you can, you can in order your carry-on. Well, you have to understand this is... You can is, order ammo through the mail. Well, this you is can. probably got... Uh, you, well, have yeah, be, but, you have to be 21. But you can still order it through the mail. Though. Yeah, so but... I, I, the, the, it stands to reason that you should be able to go to the UPS store and ship it out well, as well. But these clowns don't think far enough ahead to say, hey, let me just pack it so I don't have to tell them what I'm shipping. Here's my box. How much does it weigh? Here's my money. Ship the shit. Don't say anything. So, uh, Sayyid Pasha, um, his, his successor, um, Ismail Pasha, um, he was not able to pay the, the bank debts that they owed. Um, so in 1875, um, he sell, he sold his 44% share in the canal, um, for at that time, um, 4 million pounds, which in today's money, uh, it, which, which at that time was $19.2 million, um, which was the equivalent 
of today to around uh, 540 to 570 million dollars. Jesus Christ! And, and he, <laughs> he, he sells that to the government of the, the UK. Mm. Um, so so the British government um, they, they get on get on get in on it now that they know the canal works. Um, but the French are Fucking still the majority uh, shareholders of the canal. Huh. Oh, uh, the canal down there, what, between uh, the Mediterranean and the Suez, and, and, and we can connect, go from Mediterranean to the Indian Ocean real quick. All right, so that we're, we're going to invest in that now. <laughs> is this it? Is that whole? Is that all there is? It's just a canal. Steve, I don't understand. S- Steve will have to tell that story at another time, but that is a great story. <laughs> is this um, it? <laughs> is that all? Is this, is this what we came here for? Is this it? <laughs> We're gonna, um, you know what? Let's make that our like Matt Damon. We'll just, uh, we'll keep saying we're gonna tell that story, but we'll just lead up to it forever. You know, <laughs> just drop a British accent every now. And I then. have asked Steve to tell that story several times. It always makes me laugh. It's so good. I do want to just take a break real quick and apologize to Catherine. Catherine, you know who you are. Uh, she's English. Uh, she is. She is. She's British. So the amount of shade I've thrown this episode, I have to apologize because she's a very good person. <laughs> nah, she gets it. She's cool. <laughs> in in 1882, um, a, a unrest breaks out against the government of, of Egypt, against the Khedive, um, and Great Britain invades um, in, in order to uh, take full control of Egypt, um, which still at that time is still a part of the Ottoman Empire, um, but it's right. somewhat separate. Um it would be like, you know, if another country, like, invaded a state and just sort of, like, um, managed how things went in that state. You know, it's, it's pretty much how Alex Jones thinks, like, California's run. That, right, like, China right, has, right, like, right. taken over and they have, they, they follow the Chinese. <clears throat> well, the British have done that in Egypt, uh, for real. Um, and from 1883 to 1907, um, a British representative, um, Evelyn Baring, uh, the first Earl of Cromer, um, he he's sort of in charge of, of reorganizing and modernizing the government of Egypt while suppressing rebellions and corruption um, in order to um, increase traffic on the canal. Okay. All right. Um, and during this period as well, um, a lot of countries that are on the Mediterranean, um, they benefit uh, uh, economically from the canal um, because now they had a much faster connection to, to Asia and East Africa. Um and for the longest time before then, uh, northern and western European countries that sort of dominated mar- uh, maritime trade. Um, so this gives them an ability to get in on trading more. Um, one of the biggest beneficiaries of this is Austria-Hungary, um, which had also been a part of um, the planning and construction of the canal. Okay. Um, the, the largest um, Austrian uh, maritime trading company, um, Österreicher Lloyd, um, they, they were able to expand after the canal was completed, um, and they also um, were able to sort of build up the port city of Trieste, which was then um, a possession of Austria-Hungary. Trieste, okay. that was part of our uh, Cold Cthulhu campaign. Yeah. Hm. Um, nice. Which we won. Nice! I think Steve was being nice as the dungeon master, though, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> um, and the and, and Österreicher Lloyd... Um, was also a partner in um, the the canal company. Um, and the vice president of the canal company at that time uh, was a co-founder of Lloyd, um, uh, Pascal uh, Revoltella. Um, 
The, the Convention of Constantinople in 1888 um, declared that the canal was a neutral zone under the protection of the British, uh, and who were there occupying Egypt and Sudan at the request of the Khadif um, uh, Tufik um, to suppress what was called the, uh, the Urabi Revolt against his rule. Um, that revolt went on from 1879 to 1882, um, and the British would also defend the canal from the Ottomans um, in 1915 during, uh, during the First World War. Under protection from the British, who could not control 13 <coughs> rogue colonies or Ireland. So, <laughs> I mean, just straight up, like, who are you providing protection well, for? Well, they're, they're still controlling Ireland <laughs> during this peak. This is no, they're not! <laughs> before the rising, even. Well, let's be, never. let's be realistic. Which was, like, terribly crushed. Let's be like, re- let's be realistic. Yes, they were. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> yeah. At the time, I've, I've seen they were. I've seen the picture of the the of the Easter Rising or whatever that the one Irish painter made, and it is it is apocalyptic. It's like Guernica. It is and not. It is not, not in a good way for the Irish. <laughs> yeah, no, no. At the not. time, Roddy McCorley was going to his death, bro. <laughs> <laughs> um, in 1936, the Anglo-Egyptian Treaty would be signed. Um, where um, the UK and and an independent Egypt um, had had sort of made this treaty and the UK would retain control over the canal. Um, And the canal would also be important during um, the Second World War. Um, And and that's one of the reasons why um, the North Africa campaign was so important was because not only um, for the the Italians and the Germans to sort of close off the canal to prevent um, the the UK um, from dealing with its colonies um, in uh, Eastern Africa and also India, because um, you have to remember India is a big part of like why Great Britain wants to control the canal. Um, yeah, so wait, wait, it, so they close it down to the Nazis. Well, well, yeah, they they, they couldn't use the canal, um, so uh, no Axis shipping could go through. But if the Axis were able to take the canal, um, they could cut Britain off from half its empire. A big yeah. part, a yeah. big part of German warfare, or the reason that the German warfare failed during World War II, largely, was because of the fact that they didn't have supplies. Would the Suez Canal have assisted them in any way? Um, probably not. It just would have impacted the British. I was going to say, it's the, too far uh, south, the, right? So it might well, have the leveled biggest, the playing field, so to speak. Well, the, well the, biggest, uh, the, the biggest thing that they would have gained from it was that if they were able to move through the Middle East, um, they could have punched into the Caucasus region, Ooh. and they could have gotten the oil there. Oh, wow. Um, because because before then they were mainly using the Albanian oil fields um, until the British and Americans bombed them, um, sort of taking yeah. them out of commission. And that was also one of the things of why like people say Stalingrad was stupid because they could have went around Stalingrad and just went to the Caucasus um, or further into the Caucasus because they actually do pierce into part of the Caucasus region. Um, but they 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 sort of focused on an on a on a strategic uh, like a non strategic sort of vanity uh, battle in Stalingrad. As opposed to actually, you know, um, getting the oil that they desperately needed. Mm. Um, also, like, didn't the oil freeze at Stalingrad? Like, that's how cold that shit was. Can you imagine if they didn't, if they just had an unlimited supply of oil, so they didn't have to worry about that? I've heard like, that somewhere. I might be full of shit, but I feel like I've heard that somewhere that the oil and, was and frozen. It's well, crazy freezing. to think the oil will freeze, but well, they, if you put olive oil in your fridge, it, it, it absolutely will come close to eventually. Well, they, yeah. well, they, yeah. the the Germans didn't really have that that much oil, which was part of the problem. Is that like, um, their their like their their system was so bad that, for instance, like the 
the camouflage paint that they would use on tanks was um, it wasn't oil based like most. Paints. It was watercolor. Oh. <laughs> so it was it, bigger paints. It wasn't. It was. It was gasoline based. But, but, but they. Um, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Gasoline based paint. What the fuck? This, but they, the paint but is would, making me feel very sleepy. But instead of using, um, instead of um, using, they they would use alternatives. Uh, because they would end up using the gasoline, like their their supplies were so low, they didn't even use the paint like it was supposed to be used. They they used like other materials to to apply the paint. Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Um, so after World War II, um, in 1951, um, in Egypt there there's a revolution. Um, Nasser um, becomes the leader after a military coup against the uh, the king of Egypt, um, and he uh, Egypt repudiates the the Anglo. Um, Egyptian treaty, um, and in uh, October 1954, um, the UK a- agreed to remove its troops from Egypt, um, which was completed on July 18th, 1956. Brits out. Anyway, um, so uh, during this time period, um, the the UK, uh, the United States, um, are very worried about Egypt because um, Nasser is making a lot of overtures to the Soviet Union um, mm. because the Soviet Union is is sort of like. Um, China, as it is today, in that um, if you are a, like a developing nation and you need loans or money, um, they'll just give it to you. They don't make you jump through as much hoops as like the United States say would or the IMF. Okay. Right. Um, so, so they're like they're like a they're they're usually like a pretty good lender in terms of like just giving you money or just like giving you money and then saying you don't need to pay them back. Um, so, uh, so, do you Master, have a phone number or like a contact number for these people? Because. Uh, <laughs> Just saying, like I would love to get some money. Well, well you're, you're, back. you're you're thirty years too late, so sorry. Ryan. Son of a bitch, <laughs> Ryan, you've blown it again. God. Um. So. So Nasser wants to build the Aswan Dam, um, and the, and the Aswan Dam would would electrify most of Egypt and, and sort of part of his project of modernizing Egypt, but but the canal itself or the the dam itself is is so expensive and, and such a large project. That he needs funding, um, and initially um, the the Americans are sort of stringing him along, um, but um, due due to some breakdowns due to some of his policies, um, they they won't give him the money. Um, so he he responds to this by nationalizing the Suez Canal on July twenty sixth, nineteen fifty six. Um, uh, so and and then transfers it to the Suez Canal um, Authority um, that. He has nationalized as well, um, and he he means to finance the Aswan Dam through the money that the canal makes. Um, and during this time as well, um, he also closed the Straits of Tehran um, to all Israeli ships. Why? Um, because uh, Egypt at that time they had participated um, in the um, in the War of Forty Eight. Um, the sort of like the formation of Israel. Okay. Um, Egypt was one of those countries along with Syria. Um, and Jordan that was opposed to the existence of Israel. Oh, man. Okay. Okay. Um, because all the subsequent wars that happened, the, the big Israeli wars, like um, the Yom Kippur War, the Seven Days War, um, all of that, um, that is all, you know, Egypt, mainly in Syria, are the big, like, heavy lifters in that. So uh, part, of, part of the problems that come with uh, this, and, like, the, the British are incensed by, by Nasser nationalizing the canal, um, they, they had sort of been uh, angered as well, because they were supposed to be training um, Egyptians to work as pilots, 
Um, but but the British weren't really being forthright with it, so they seized the canal. Um, they seized Sh- the port authority. They ship closed pilots? Off the strait. What? Ship pilots? Yeah, it's a, a ship pilot. Okay, okay. Um, so th- this causes um, what's called the Suez Crisis. Just so, um, just so it, everyone knows, the reason I said that is because I, I believe there were no airplanes at the time. There might have been... Well, no, we're in the 50s. There are airplanes. <laughs> oh, we're in the <laughs> 1950s? Bro, I am like... I am three beers behind history you are, right now. You are, hey, you're you are losing three hard decades. beers in. Bro, I am hard, and my wife is making this delicious chicken tonight, and I am only thinking about that. You're, so. you're, you're blacking out in the booth. I'm blacking out in the booth. I just blacked out in the booth. I'm sorry. I blacked out in the booth. Um, Bro, was the song good? It's is all it good. good. I good? thought Muhammad Dude, Ali was around my, in the 1800s. Your song's already number one, Eminem. It's fine. Um, so the, uh, the, the Suez Crisis is the UK, France, and Israel invade Egypt. Um, the three countries that had a pre-agreed uh, war plan called the Protocol of Sevri, uh, which would involve Israel invading the Sinai Peninsula on October 29th, um, which would force Egypt to engage them militarily, um, and the, the English and the French um, would declare um, the, the fighting on the peninsula um, to be a threat to the stability of the Middle East and enter the war um, to uh, ostensibly to, to, to end the fighting between Israel and um, and, and Egypt, but in actuality, um, their, their plan is to regain the canal and, and sort of overthrow Nasser. Wow. Not even surprised. Not even a little bit fucking surprised. Um, so the, the war itself (laughs) is, is going, is going very badly. It's, it's disastrous from the start. Like a lot more, a lot more people are, are dying, um, than originally thought. Um, Anthony Eden, the prime minister of Great Britain at this time, um, he, he had sort of brought the UK into this under under sort of false pretenses and getting the allowance for this operation. Um, so so it's very much like a disaster for him politically. Um, but eventually what happens is that um, the Canadian Secretary of State for Ex- um, External Affairs, Lester B. Pearson um, of Canada, um, proposes the, the creation... Whose name of is the- Sens? Lester B. Pearson? Yeah. The Canal, the Smith. Lester B. Pearson. <laughs> and um, <laughs> it took Ryan a minute. <laughs> I was like, "Wait a minute, what the hell is he?" Jo- oh, okay. And, 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 and he proposes a, a UN peacekeeping force um, to ensure access to the canal for um, Steve. What for year did nations. the UN start? What year was that? Um, at the end of World War II, so 1945. Oh, okay. Um, well, now I'm Lester well, B. Pearson, and I think the United Nations should take over that canal. Everybody <laughs> well, get through it. Yeah, well, the, yeah, the United I, Nations itself is the Allies. Thank you for Okay, that. Well, well, I think that well, everybody I, should I, be I, able I to use ya. the Suez Canal over here. I mean, we uh, all the nations of the world need the Suez Canal, don't you know? I mean, come and on. And also, Israel, get the hell out to Sinai, please. Thank you. Hey. <laughs> how about how about I give you give you guys a twofer and you do it for me, okay? You know the problem with Lester B. Pearson is that he doesn't understand crokinole, the national sport of lazy Canada. Nah, the problem with Lester B. Well, no, Pearson that's, is that's he doesn't understand canals. Like, oh, he, he like had Jimmy a massive crokinole tournament. It was like Jimmy Carter. Man, he got you know in, what? You this know, is they, not they a board game podcast. Other, then he got him playing crokinole, and but they broke down. And let me tell you guys. Uh, Steve will Steve will definitely back me up on this. If you want to spend two hundred dollars, go buy yourself a crokinole board, and you will never look back. It'll be fucking great. 
Your whole family can play. If you want to spend $200, go to David Buster's. No, don't go to David. You black out. Don't go to. Don't. Some six year old. First of all, $200 at Dave and Buster's is going to get you (laughs) four beers if you're a man. (laughs) Yeah, it's going to get you. It's going to get you that in one game of like Flappy Bird. Yeah, dude. $200 (laughs) to get you a wooden, handmade in China (laughs) crokinole board. That you can play for the rest of your life with your family using talcum powder. It's, it, it's a Chinese checkers board that you bought off eBay that somebody just uh, painted the lines. That somebody on. made it to a crokinole board with some nails and rubber. Ryan, bands. if you don't know, and and when I see you, we'll play crokinole because eventually I, 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 don't I plan know, so on yeah. meeting you, you once teach I'm vaccinated. But the thing is, is uh, crokinole is like a, a, a Canadian board game uh, where you have these little like discs and you use your use your fingers to flick the discs into a center well where the disc basically fits in that well and there's little pegs around it and basically you want to try to score the most points and get towards the center it's one of my favorite like dexterity board games it's it's a bar game basically it's a bar game so it's the canadian version of your american tabletop football yeah it, it is but it's way better than tabletop football it's like too. bullet ball yeah it's like Laces it's, out, it, that's bullet ball that's bullet ball yeah, we would have got so, if we were selling it to the uh, to the uh, sharks. We would have got funded. Yeah, Cuban would have been all over that. Same, well, Mister Wonderful, he he'd of course be all. Oh over yeah, it. he's Canadian. He's Canadian. He would he would be all yeah. over that shit, dude. He'd be pouring um, maple syrup on us like fucking bottles of fucking crystal. <laughs> yeah, just that that plastic that that Canadian funny money just just making it rain. You mean real okay. Canadian okay. money? Apparently the yeah well it looks like it's it's made of right. plastic I think or rubber yeah and it um and, and I think the one hundreds when they're first made are supposed to smell like maple syrup or something. <laughs> um, That's awesome. So, and can we do that? Can we have maple so, syrup money, Steve? Is that something the Suez Canal can purport to accomplish for us when it's open again? <laughs> um, so. So Pearson proposes this U.S. peace or this UN peacekeeping force um, to to ensure access to the canal for all nations and also to make Israel withdraw from the Sinai Peninsula. I'm watching you, Israel, over there. I need you to withdraw from the Sinai now so that everybody can <laughs> use the canal. Marge Gunderson here. I'm policing this canal. <laughs> on, on November fourth, nineteen fifty-six. Uh, a majority of the United Nations votes for the peacekeeping force uh, and mandated for the peacekeepers to stay in, in Sinai unless both um, Egypt and Israel agreed to their withdrawal. Um, okay. the, the United States backed the proposal and put pressure on uh, Great Britain um, through the selling of, um, of sterling, which would cause the pound sterling the, um, to depreciate. Like they're, like when you say the sterling, like they're money. Yeah, like sterling silver. Like the pound sterling, the reason why they call it a pound sterling is because uh, originally I believe it was based on a pound of, of a sterling of silver. Um, okay. So that if the United States begins uh, selling off uh, sterling silver, um, it would destabilize uh, the British economy. Yeah, <laughs> what? Wow. Shit. That's, well, that's really shitty if your economy is like can be destabilized by a bunch of people selling shit. Well, like well I'll be honest well, with you. <laughs> Most economies have some weak point. You know, like it was the pound sterling in this situation, but I mean the US economy was very uh very sensitive to GameStop, you know? 
Yeah, those GME futures. <laughs> Games to the moon. GameStop futures, um, bro. Apes together strong, baby. And right now, I'm, I'm telling you right now, the entirety of the U.S. social security system is hinging on NBA top shots. <laughs> <laughs> because I can't get in there at all. I've been trying to get a pack for... I've been. I was 160,000th, I think, in the current drop, and the drop before that, I was like 180,000th. So, you know. I mean, you're getting higher. I'm getting closer. The drop. I'm yeah. getting closer, dude. You're getting there. It's crazy uh, right now, you know. So, um, Britain, uh, Britain, after this sort of like threat from the United States, um, they they call a ceasefire, um, and they agreed to withdraw their troops by the end of the year. Um, Pearson would be awarded the Nobel Peace Prize for his efforts. Um, and um, Nasser, during this during the crisis as well, um, he had had ships sunk um, uh, to close the canal, um, and they would not be removed until April of 1957, um, when the United Nations would clear the canal. Um, okay. a, a United Nations force um, was established to maintain uh, the free navigability of the canal. Um, and also to ensure peace on the Sinai Peninsula. Okay. Um, in in May of 1967, um, Nasser ordered the the UN peacekeeping force out of Sinai, um, including the canal area. Uh, Egypt or, or Israel um, would object to this, um, and because this also involved the closing of um, the Straits of Tehran to um, to Israeli shipping. Okay. Um, the, the canal had been closed to Israeli shipping since 1949, um, except for a very brief period. It had been open from 51 to 52. So you have to, you have to remember Israel is partially, um, on where, where the closest route there is, is the Straits of, uh, Tehran. Yeah. Okay. Um, from the, from the South. Um, so after, after the six day war in 1967, um, Israel would occupy the Sinai Peninsula um, up to the east bank of the Suez Canal. Um, so, uh, because the um, the Egyptians didn't want the Israelis to use the canal, they immediately proposed a blockade, uh, which closed um, all shipping through the canal. Oof. Okay. Um, but I'm assuming it's not as like detrimental as it well, is now. What, well, these forty years later, fifty years later. These uh, these fifteen cargo ships, which were called the Yellow Fleet, um, would be stuck in the canal um, that's until racist. until nineteen seventy five. Calm down. Yeah, it's racist. Calm down, Uncle Earl. Why the hell is it racist? <laughs> what is the Yellow Fleet? Why was it called the Yellow Fleet? I I think just because of the the color. I'm not I'm not sure exactly. I tell people that you are an actual historian, so that they listen to the podcast. A oh god, you don't know. Now you don't know something. Oh my god! <laughs> well, they were they were uh, they were fifteen ships from a bunch of different countries. So I don't I don't it doesn't say why they were called the Yellow Fleet. I think just maybe. I suppose there's a shit little pollen in the air. Shout out to Florida, right? <laughs> Shout out to Florida. Um, Shout out to Florida. There, it's like the roof there, of my Hyundai reason, Sonata. Shout why, out to Florida. The, the reason why they were called the Yellow Fleet was because of the. Um, because of the all the desert stand, uh, sand that had blown on board the ships, so it is kind of like the pollen. <laughs> um, they were there were fifteen ships, uh, two from West Germany, two from Sweden, one from France, uh, four from the UK, one from the United States, two from Poland, 
one from Bulgaria, one from Czechoslovakia, and another one from the United States. Okay. Um, so these ships were seized. They were they were held in the canal until 1975. Um, in in 1973, during the uh, the Yom Kippur War, um, the the canal was um, was where a major crossing had happened by the Egyptian army. Um, into the Israeli-occupied Sinai Peninsula, mm-hmm. um, and Egypt and Israel did a counter-crossing eventually um, into Egypt over the canal. Okay, I um, feel like that's like the Scooby-Doo where they go from left to right in the doors, row, row. and then right to left when they're getting chased back. Oh, I don't like Scoob. <laughs> um, a, a lot of the uh, a lot of the wreckage from the Yom Kippur War still remains um, uh, visible alongside the canal's edges. Huh. Seems like a um, very, very because, late time. Because to nobody's be really going that. through there, they just leave it in the desert to, to like rust out. It feels like that's a missed opportunity for billboard advertising, you know? <laughs> <laughs> just harbor Listen, freight, you know. Do you need boat tools? <laughs> well, my uh, idea of billboards is a little bit um, you know, skewed living here in Florida. Because I feel like you'd be like Going down the Suez Canal and see a billboard for like an abortion place or a vasectomy place. <laughs> oh, dude, it's the worst. Get your cock cut, but if you didn't and you had a kid, remember it's alive after six seconds. All right. Chrome out your ship at exit one twenty five in Ocala. Just, we will chrome out everything from bow to stern, from port to starboard. We'll chrome yeah. out your guns and get a shower while you're here. <laughs> if you're not gonna chrome your horse out in Ocala, remember. That if you've had sex recently, your baby is already due. You can, um, (laughs) there's also free showers for shipmen at Cafe Risqué. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. If you are a shipper, you can get a free shower at Cafe Risqué and a steak. Those are gone, by the way. What? Cafe Risqué? No, no, Cafe Risqué is still there. It's 20 minutes from my house, but the showers are gone. The free showers are gone. You can pay for showers now, but the free ones are gone. Well, no, you can get a free shower at Pilot, I think. Like the pilot uh, truck stops. I, I believe it's so. In my fail, in my pilot, failed blog. Uh, oh wait, oh is this, does it just cost money there? I think it's like a dollar fifty for a when, shower. When we pilot. get done with this, I, I won't advertise my blog. But when we get done with this, I'll send you my blog so you can read my uh, my experience at the Flying J at four o'clock in the morning. Amazing! I'm I'm there. I'll send it to you. Um, so after the Yom Kippur War, uh, the U.S. initiated what was called Operation Nimbus Moon. Um, which is where uh, the United States would, would make the uh, canal operable again. Um, they would send the USS Inchon, um, it, which would carry uh, minesweeping helicopters, um, and they would... That's uh, what they called the me, canal. Steve, during the Windows 95, 98 years. They called me the minesweeping yeah. helicopter. Um, that was a good, so that was they, a good uh, fucking joke. You guys totally didn't sell that for me. I, I appreciate that. <laughs> fucking jerk-offs. All right. Minesweeper's a good game, and I play it to this day. Fuck you. It is a good game. <laughs> it's a great game. Uh, I swear to God, it's a great game. I haven't thought of Minesweeper since, like, 1999. Bro, let me tell you something. <laughs> uh, what do you have, Android or iOS? Android. Okay. Like, who the fuck uses iOS, please? Uh, 20% of the market. But anyway, I, I use... Them 20, that's why they're 20% the minority. I use <laughs> I use Apple because, uh, as an IT guy, I appreciate the simplicity, and I don't feel like dealing with the vendor stuff even though i think android you have and, a very valid reason and, i will android's definitely a better uh product overall because it's uh 
it's got a wider base and you know the availability of software is different but at the same time you heard it here first ladies and gentlemen trilateral troika we are avid what's the word i'm looking for technology enthusiasts. Yeah, avidly endorse the Android platform. Oh, yeah, I definitely endorse Android. I, I also endorse Apple. I think that there's some problems there, but anyway, I'm going to stop before I get too far. Go ahead, Steve. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the Inchon would, um, would be uh, querying the canal from May to December of 1974, um, and then it would be relieved um, by the USS uh, Barnstable County. Um, the British uh, has that boat, has that boat sunk it's yet? Barnstable. The USS Barnstable Barnes. because we have Barnstable County in Massachusetts. That is Barnstable, not Barnstable. Sorry. Oh, thank. Point of contention. Oh man, you ruined my joke with your fucking correction. Shit. No, it it is Barnstable. I I, I like it's kind of like when people they, I don't know if people were to say like kissing me, you'd kind of be like oh what the fuck? No, not me, um, not me. I don't really give a shit personally, but well, but it sounds that- weird. Well, the the Some Barnstable was about it. The, the Barnstable <laughs> was in um, was was decommissioned in 1994, um, and it was sold to Spain, and then Spain um, sold it for scrap um, in 2014 after it had been decommissioned in 2009. They traded the ship for scrap. Come on, baby! Oh, yeah. so I got this, <laughs> and I got 30 million cans of Coke. The, the ship was 40 years old at that point. So, oh my God, Spain. Um, I like I, I like Spain is doing the right thing right now and sending British people back to England. Uh, it's another <laughs> reference to that book I'm reading, uh, Scum of the Earth, about um, Arthur Kutzler and how he was in a concentration camp in France before the Germans got there. And uh, ooh, yeah, ooh. because the French put a bunch of like, um, you know, I forget what they call them. Le- uh, I can't remember the word right now, and I just fucking memorized it, but I'm drunk. Anyway, they put a bunch of like foreigners that were living in France in concentration camps before the war. Okay. And uh, he was in there, but he was just talking about... The, it's interesting because he was a writer for Spain during the Spanish War. Well, so, I, think you, I think you mean an internment camp? In, no, in it was a concentration camp. camp. They concentrated very specific people in those camps. It was well, well, yeah, but it's just like <laughs> Japanese internment. Yeah, but that was technically a concentration camp. They concentrated Japanese yeah, citizens it was, in the but camp. But I'm just saying when you when you say that you when you say like he was in a concentration camp before the Germans came, it, it's it's not that level. It's definitely not. It's not Dachau, but it's definitely like we took someone who was a free citizen under under the law, and we just basically rounded yeah, them up. Yeah, he was a, he was an alien. Yeah, national we basically order. rounded them up um, and essentially tortured them for you know years. So. Um. The, the British launched Operation Rheostat um, for six months in 1974. Um, that, that also helped with the cleaning up of the, um, of the canal to make it operable again. Um, and the, the canal, um, and a- after they were done um, the, with canal clearance operations, um, the canal and its lakes were considered 99% clear of mines. 99. Well, all right. That's good. That's good enough for me, buddy. 99. I'll tell you what. Being 99% clear of minds is essentially the same reason I don't wear masks for COVID-19. Wait, nah. I do wear masks for COVID-19 because well, I'm not and, an and asshole <laughs> who fucking thinks a 1% chance of dying is good. And In order to show that it was um, that it was safe, um, Egyptian President um, Anwar Sadat 
um, he would he would lead a convoy at an Egyptian destroyer, um, which was the first convoy, convoy uh, northbound to, to Port Syed in 1975. We got a great big convoy. We're dodging <laughs> all the mines. Um, the USS Little Rock was the only American naval ship in the convoy. Um, the the United Nations uh, mandate um, for the canal expired in 1979. Um, the, the United States, Israel, and Egypt tried to obtain extension, uh, or tried to obtain an extension um, of the, the UN peacekeeping operation, because um, it was called for under the Egyptian-Israel Peace Treaty of 1979, um, mm-hmm. but, it, but it couldn't be extended due to a veto by the Soviet Union in the Security Council at the request of Syria. Ah, all right. Because at this time, uh, Sadat has made peace with um, Israel. Anwar Sadat. Yeah, he's pivoted um, Egypt to being an American ally, um, and so this has angered the Soviets, and it's also angered Syria, which is still um, opposed to um, Israel. Okay. Um, so negotiations were made for a new um, observer force um, in the Sinai, uh, which was produced the uh, Multinational Force and Observers um, Operation, which is stationed... Um, in Sinai in 1981 um, in coordination with the phased Israeli withdrawal from the Sinai Peninsula. Okay. Um, this, this is um, an agreement between the United States, Israel, Egypt, and, and other uh, nations. Okay. Um, in, in the summer of 2014, uh, Egyptian President um, Abdel Fattah el-Sisi, um, he, he orders the expansion of the Bala Bypass, um, from 61 meters, 200 feet wide, um, to um, 1,024 feet wide. Um, Jesus. For, for 22 miles. Jesus. Um, they, they call this project the New Suez, uh, New Suez Canal, um, and, it, and it allows that simultaneous um, uh, travel of ships um, uh, side by side. Yeah, until the Ever Given got its fucking hands on it. Um, the, the project would cost $9 billion, um, and was completed within one year. Um, and, it, it. and it was opened on um, August 6, 2015. Just one year? Yes, it only took one year. Well, I guess on modern technology then. There, there's also nothing there. So it's not like they have to like build around things. Uh, like, like okay. that, That's the whole reason why they never cleaned up like the debris from the Yom Kippur War. Because it's just like, it's just the vacant, it's this vacant desert. Okay. So, so like, like why why bother? <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, throughout throughout its history, there's there's been uh, three three times where the canal was closed um, due to obstructions from vessels traveling in the canal. Um, in 2004, the canal was closed for three days um, when an oil tanker, uh, the Tropic Brilliance, uh, got stuck in the canal. Um, in October of 2017, um, the OOCL Japan. Uh, uh, ran aground, uh, which blocked the canal for a few hours. Okay. Um, and then most recently, on March 23rd of 2011, um, the Ever Given, which is a, um, a, a Taiwanese-owned uh, Panamanian-flagged uh, container ship, uh, ran aground uh, across the southern section of the canal. I, I've heard... 2011? To- 2021. I've heard that okay. the uh, Japanese are... are- pretty happy about this whole situation because it's much worse Maywaku than when their ship got caught. 
<laughs> if you're not familiar with Meiwako, it's the Japanese like social principle about not making a fuss, basically, in public. <laughs> so, like not not it like not not doing anything that could possibly cause embarrassment or, or make you look bad. It's it's actually kind of nope. it's actually kind of interesting, and I wish the United States had more of that particular thing. But at the same time, uh, yeah. So, um, so well, uh, two things. A, we call that shame, <laughs> and that doesn't exist for, like, I'd say 74 million people in this country, right? But also, can you imagine being the guy who fucked up so bad you can see your fuck up from space? I mean, well, yeah, dude. Well, it, wasn't, it wasn't an actual person that caused it. It was, it was a failure, like a mechanical failure. Like, it, it would be like if your, if your brakes, like, like just, just disappeared and you oh, lost Jesus control Christ. of your car. Like, like would you... <laughs> Like if if you crash your car, would you say it was your fault? No, you fucking mean, blame Kia I'm behind the wheel. You blame so Kia it has to be and my fault. in solidarity yeah, but, with yeah, our buddy Brian from fucking Street yeah, Fight with, Radio. In solidarity with Murder Brian, you know, was it <laughs> Kia or was it you? Fuck Kia. <laughs> uh, so the every day the canal is closed. Currently, it costs ten billion dollars. Um, worth of uh, disruptions. Oh. Is that billion with a B? Yeah, it's yeah. what he said. Ten, ten billion dollars a day. Jesus. Um, and it and it's believed at this point it might take a month for them to get the ship out, um, because Holy the uh, the the prow of the ship. Um, it, it like when you look at it, it doesn't look like it's that that stuck um, in the in the ground. But the bottom of the prow has has what's called a, a bulbous bow. And and a bulbous bow Me too, is sort of what that's how I have is <laughs> every day when I work out with my uh, my steel mace which I bought which is fantastic. Um, it's because I'm trying to get rid of my bulbous bow. Um, which which is sort of like a ram on the bottom of the boat that sticks out. Um, yeah. it it's lodged in the ground. So while it doesn't look like the the front of the ship is stuck in the in the ground, the um the the bulbous bow of the prow of the ship is actually. You know, like buried in the ground under the water lines. That's what they're currently digging out. And there's actually a picture of it, and you can kind of sort of see it. It's the picture if you've seen it. It's the bow of the ship and the the one singular backhoe that's trying to dig it out. You can kind of see the bulbous bow a little bit, and it is yeah, it is wedged the fuck in there hard. I was very like confused. Like, look, man, how did this happen? How can it be that stuck? Just throw some tugboats at it. Drop a nuke on it. Everybody rock it from side to side. We can fix this problem, right? I actually looked into it, and I was like, well, yeah, wow, yeah. <laughs> that thing got fucking jacked up. <laughs> you ran him, Moss. Jacked up! <laughs> <laughs> nah, bro, like, if... They actually had to get rid of that segment on... on uh on NFL Today or whatever the fuck the name of the show was because of uh, CTE. Really? Because <laughs> they were celebrating people getting CTE. <laughs> well, Steve, remember, it doesn't exist according to the NFL, so... That's not true anymore. I'm pretty sure they yeah, acknowledge it's not, it. Yeah, they, they had to They, they had to, to, they to it. it. Yeah, I was going yeah, like, to say, like, for a, for a long time there, though, I, you know, if lawsuits could be reciprocal like they they should go back probably 30 years because they fucking knew there was brain damage going on but anyway mm-hmm. 
so that is the uh, the story of the Suez Canal. Steve, let me correct you there. That is the story of why Ryan can't get his shipment from BadDragon.com. I am still exactly. waiting on my fucking <laughs> shipment. Sh- he, this is bullshit. He's got a <laughs> Bart Simpson coming, which those, he thought might tickle a little. Full of, <laughs> the ships are full of bespoke. Not Fantasy only do I have the natural and, uh, color Kelvin fake, dildo, fake Bad Swiss Dragon. Army knives, Bart Simpson T-shirt, Bart Simpson. <laughs> Let's PlayStation Five is on that ship somewhere. I'm sure. Let's spend the next five minutes coming up with random items that might be on the ship. That's st- <laughs> oh, I, I remember I was saying that um, they couldn't get an aircraft carrier through there, but there actually is a picture of an aircraft carrier going through it. Wow. Let's use. Oh no, there. All right. Uh, let's use that can. as the image for the episode. Let's do that. The USS America, if I recall correctly, when I was looking. That at is amazing. That must be a very free ship. <laughs> It's so, it's so All right, guys, to get off of it. my dinner's ready, so I'm gonna go. Uh, unlike the Suez Canal, I'm I'm uh, which is already blocked. Free I'm, to move. I'm gonna set up a blockage down in my digestive system right now, so uh, okay. I'm gonna get going. All right, just like a sovereign citizen, I'm gonna have my freedom of movement to go to the bathroom. <laughs> Freedom of navigation. Uh, sir, I'm a sovereign citizen, and I don't need to stay here and get the speeding ticket when I have to take a poopy. I'm I don't a, I'm a free the ever man given. of the land making navigation to my toilet <laughs> <laughs> uh, Alright, later Later Bye <laughs>